Blog Talk Radio. We talk a lot about the kingdom here, and we talk a lot about what most churches are afraid to talk about or don't even know to talk about, which is what the first century church was really doing. But just talking about it is not enough. We encourage everybody to join us uh, in their local neighborhoods, in their local communities, to find out more about what they can do to seek the kingdom of God and His righteousness. Gather with others who are already starting this road or starting to turn around and do things differently. Join us on thelivingnetwork.org or at hisholychurch.org. Go to the network links or go to preparingyou.com. Join the network there. It's all the same. And we'll try to hook you up with people in your local area. They will not be perfect. They don't walk on water. They are not necessarily saints. But they are talking about seeking the kingdom of God and His righteousness. And join us on Facebook. Facebook.com, His Holy Church, all one word. Join us there. We'll give you updates so you can start doing some studying and thinking about these things and start looking into these things for yourselves. But it's just not enough to sit and listen or to talk about or to say. You must become a doer of the word. Hello to all you filth bags and something duckers that are looking for employment. We are hiring 87,000 new IRS agents. Are you able to knock on doors and demand to see people's tax returns? We need people who are willing to handle firearms. You need to be the government's new army. Your job will consist of number not grades of people who work as waitresses and did not report all their cash tips. Or maybe they had a yard sale and did not report income. You might need to shoot someone dead who is refusing to cooperate. Or you may have to deal with some children's. That part is for me. You might need to enforce your will on people by any means necessary to force those 99% dolts and nincompoops to give over all their property to the 1%. If they say they voted for Trump, you kick them in the kumquats. Look, almost 75 million Americans voted for Trump. Another 12 million voted for other candidates. There is another 40 million that voted for Brandon and said something mean about him on Spybook. We need to teach those political enemies that we mean business as we turn America into a third world hellhole for all. If you vote Democrat we will be coming for you eventually. But for now we are starting our training and first order of work with bringing those right and center wing extremists to those FEMA camps. That they do not exist. So who wants to work for the IRS? Just go to their website and then we will put you in basic training. Once you prove to us you can handle a firearm and threaten Trump supporters hardcore enough. We will place you on those mean streets and help us confiscate property on all those fast budgets that did not complete a perfect error-free annual taxation form. Good luck to all you applicants. And good luck all you dolts and something duckers who will let us get away with it. Hello everyone. I am Broccoli Man. At night I fight for organic GMO free food. During the day I fight crime against child trafficking. 
Please watch my story on Rumble.com. Just look up Broccoli Man and you can see my regular run-ins and follies with G-Lobalist, the wiretap, the millennials, and everyone else I run into. I fight communists and very pro-free speech. Just check me out. Broccoli Man. On Rumble.com. Hello Freedomizers, I am Broccoli Man. When I am not fighting crime, I listen to the Proof Negative radio show. I am the Wire Ripper. Not only do I forbid you to listen to Freedomizer radio and the Proof Negative radio show, I am going to demand you wear a mask and get your naked body scan. We need to protect the One World Government. You getting the real information hurts a crime syndicate. Do not listen to Proof Negative. You must now disrobe this instant so I can check your person for a constitutional cash money. Anyway, listen to Proof Negative on Freedomizer Radio. Weeknights 9 p.m. to midnight Eastern. 6 to 9 p.m. Pacific Time. Freedomizerradio.com Now, let's get back to the Proof Negative show here on Freedomizerradio.com. Welcome to the Proof Negative Radio Show, right here on FreedomizerRadio.com. Now sit back and enjoy the show.
today. Today is Monday, so we'll have Christina joining us here as usual on a Monday. If, uh, well, we actually have a guest tonight. We have Kilgore Rand <laughs> uh, joining us uh, in about 20 minutes or so. And if you want to be a part of the show tonight, the number here is 319-527-6208. And just press lucky number one on your phone, and I will make it a point to bring you into today's conversation. So with that, Christina, it's Hi, Proof. Thank you for the kind intro, as always. And a big thank you to everyone joining us this evening. Well, what's, uh, what's the latest and greatest with you there? Um, <laughs> I, what was I? Oh, <laughs> I'm just, um, I'm in awe, still trying to pull the new variant thing, the new heiress, <laughs> new heiress. You know, they're they're trying to ring in this new uh, lockdown, so that everybody thinks we're crazy about, you know, talking about it. 
So yeah, they, um, they thought you, that they'd be able to get over, and now they're upset that we found out. Yeah. It, do you know how many people worldwide have had this? That they're all, you know, having a fit about six people. Six. Well, anytime <laughs> they can use that excuse, and even though we've heard, even fake news said the scams do nothing. Now they want to go yeah, back exactly. to it. Oh, I know. And, and if people, if, if they would even just look at the data, when people were wearing the mask, that's when everyone was sick. Yeah, you know, I remember that's what they want. Yeah, and it's, it's not that it just causes the supposed, you know, whatever they put out there, the bioweapon, but it's also when people are wearing masks, they don't understand how, you know, horrible it is for their health. I mean, you know, <laughs> why people got to ask themselves, why did, you know, why did God create us with a mouth and a nose? And I mean, honestly, do they really want to be breathing, you know, uh, what they're never, I, I don't even know how to explain it to them, but it just, I mean, breathing is so important. And when you limit that, you know, it's going to cause so many health problems. So it just, but like, like we know, you know, people will still vote for Brandon and, and people will still throw on those masks or those scams, you know, no matter, no matter what they read, no matter, uh, so I don't know. I guess that they all need to wait for Brandon to tell them to not wear them. But oh, and no, I didn't, did you well, watch the? Uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Did Did you watch the uh, Biden in Hawaii in Maui? Uh, yeah. It didn't look like he wanted to be there. No, and it was so weird. The hug. How Josh Green like laid his head on his. Like chest? Did you see that? No. <laughs> oh, oh, it's just it's bizarre. And I just I keep listening to these interviews of the locals, and I swear it sounds like they were trying to herd people in to Lahaina so they would burn up. I, it's, yeah, isn't that kind awful. of strange how they would they would shut down all the roads and and uh, then they would shut yeah. the water off and they're not allowing supplies. Yeah, it, it's almost like they're punishing those residents for not selling their property. Yeah, and and literally that one I I remember one video the guy said they were they were winning they were knocking the fire down with the water mm-hmm. and then they turned the water off and boom, you know. It just, none of it makes sense. And, you know, I also spoke, and I I didn't realize that this was the case. Um, And I can understand it because it's what America does so well. You know, we go and we invade other countries, and then if we see something we want, we take it. But um, they were saying, you know, the Hawaiians do not appreciate the American culture coming over there. And they said that you know, they were in the military and they had spoken with Hawaiians over there and they said 
you know, Americans really shouldn't wander off by themselves into areas where there are, like, true Hawaiians living there because it's not safe. And and I don't know. I had never heard that. I didn't know that. I mean, I can understand why they would be angry, but I don't think they're a violent people. I don't think they would really hurt someone. But but I but I don't know. In this in this case, it's like you know what? When things like this happen, I hope the Hawaiians do stand up and start fighting back, and in no way, shape, or form allow them to take one inch of that land. I mean, they give them all of that back. And and if if they try to take it, I mean, there's got to be a there's got to be a fight. It's just it's crazy. That cannot happen. But I'm sure that I'm sure that's what's going on. I mean, especially since they said Josh Green, what was it two weeks ago? They they passed some kind of new. Um, or did away with something that was protecting the ancestral um, heritage and stuff over there. And it's something, it said that basically he, it said um, new law passed and two weeks ago to give the governor to do whatever he wants. So basically it, the, I think it did away with the ancestral heritage to where they have to protect it and stuff like that. It's like he can choose to do whatever he wants. And they just did that two weeks ago, right before the fire. That's a little fishy. Not a little, a lot. So I, I don't, I don't know if they really think they're going to get away with this. They're sure giving well, it a good try. Away with a lot of stuff before, I guess they oh, figured yeah. what, what, what can these people do? Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it's true. It just, it's so frustrating the people that <laughs> just have. You know what's even more frustrating? Watch how Brandon lies to them in front of their face. And and everybody oh, yeah. knows that he doesn't care. But how many of them will vote for him next October or November? Yeah. Most I mean, of them. He, yeah, he looked like he was in a freaking day standing back there. It was just like. And then the guy, the other guy was like smirking and almost laughing. I'm like, this is, it was just weird. And then all of a sudden now Josh Green is being emotional. So I don't know what to think. But I know that, um, oh, the Peggy Hall was talking about how she thinks they they told him, you know, you haven't been being emotional enough. You haven't, <laughs> she said, he's probably been programmed to um, go out and, and do that, try to make it look like he really does care, which she's a sharp lady. She, um, she keeps up with things, that's for sure. But it, it just makes yeah. it painfully obvious why they need someone like a Michael Robinson Obama who's such a nice lady. Because yeah, and, they, they can't they can't push Brusom out there to pretend to be caring because oh. he's he's just as bad as Brandon if not worse. Oh, and what's I, Kamala going to yeah. do? Just laugh? Yeah, no, I think I think Newsom and Trudeau take the cake. I mean, those two. Oh, 
they need to put them together somewhere. I I mean they are just two peas in a pod, and I can't I can't stomach either one of them. I mean the arrogance of both of them. Ah. <laughs> uh, so our, our guest will be on in just a few minutes here. So okay. we're we're not taking any callers right now because I'm not going to give somebody two or three minutes and say we're going to go to a sure. we're going to go sure. to our I guest. And uh, I usually don't take calls until in, in the first segment anyway, because okay. well we pay for this airtime, so I I want the airtime for us. Sure. I so gotcha. after the first thirty minutes is fair game, but not. Not before we can go over what we mainly want to talk about. Right, right. Um, dude, I, you know that little bit. I sent you a little video, a short six-minute one. I don't know yeah, if you watched it. Yeah, with the Russell it. means. I didn't upload it yet, yeah. but I, I figured let's see where we are with Kilgore, and yeah, then we'll start I mean, playing around with some of that stuff. I could listen to him, like, all day long, but that is just a nice, short and to the point of what's going on, you know, him basically yeah. saying that that um, Americans are the new, you know, Native Americans. I mean, we, what's happened, what happened to them, that's us now. And I know he just, you know, he was talking about, he mentioned how um, Americans don't have a culture, which obviously people that means they don't you know have value and they had don't have values anymore and unfortunately that is what's taking place i mean we have so little value anymore family values you know and especially with all this stuff coming out um and oh who else was oh i even okay the so the gal that just took over Fauci's position, I didn't know this, but she's a lesbian. And and oh. like I said, I don't I don't have any problem. I'm okay. No, I'm I, and if somebody is is accidentally, uh, I'm not saying accidentally, maybe that's not a word. If yeah. somebody's organically a lesbian and they win the position, then that's great. I just don't want to see. Right. Okay, we're only marketing this this important job for lesbians. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. I and, I don't then, I don't care. I think that where America is right now is people don't care what you do in your bedroom. We just don't want who you sleep with to be the determining factor on if you've earned a job or not. Right. Just like and, that one weirdo yeah. who stole luggage and was in charge of what nuclear stuff. And he steals <laughs> luggage and dresses up oh, as a girl, or, uh, and he got hired ju- just because he dresses like that, and not not because of his qualifications at all. But it was meant well, to—I don't know if it was a joke, or they think that we're a bunch of jokes. But he he didn't get hired for qualifications. No, literally, it's like the presidency right now is a joke. I mean, seriously, this whole administration. I mean, and Megyn Kelly brought up a magnificent point. She was like, so here you have a son, a grown man, a grown son, who has gone to rehab, I forget how many times. Let me see if I can find it. I wrote it down somewhere, dogs on it. 
Um, anyway, she said he had gone to rehab, I want to say, was it six times in 20 years, Hunter? And, you know, she said he's highly addicted to alcohol and drugs. And so why, and this made so much sense, it's like, why would Biden, I mean, I know, I've had family members that were, you know, hooked on drugs. Are you going to trust them to do something important for you? No. I mean, that's the last person you're going to want to trust to do anything. So why is Biden, why was Biden trusting Hunter to literally go meet with the Chinese, meet with Ukraine? He's letting this guy go mingle with these people on very important issues. And he's been in rehab six times. That makes no sense. Obviously, Brandon does not make good choices. I mean, people just don't really know who he is. Somehow, you know, the wool's been pulled over their eyes, and I guess they just don't know a lot of stuff about Joe Biden. No, or they don't care. Yeah, or they they just refuse to look, you know. Some people know, (laughs) I mean, some people just don't want to know the truth. You know, and I think a lot of people, that's what's happened with um, the bioweapon and stuff. You know, they, they got it, they took it, and then it's like, I don't want to hear the truth because they know, you know, I... It's like, you know what, if I did something um, innocently, thinking it was a good thing, but then later on proof comes out and I found out that, you know, it was a really bad decision, I would want to let people know nobody else would do it. I mean, I I just, I don't get people these days. I, I think they're just very weak. Just um, the conscious level of humans is just not very elevated anymore, that's for sure. Well, I'm just convinced, though, that the reason why they're not, um, why they're the, they haven't really made urgency of the Hawaii situation was, well, if they vote 78% Democrat, then he doesn't have to fight for that vote. He has it. So all he has to do is is just show his face, just mumble a little bit and leave in a, in a few minutes, or he could say no comment. What are they going to do? They're yeah. going to vote for him anyway, so they don't care. I mean, that's true, but, but at these locals that they're interviewing, I mean, they're not going to. You know, most of them are like, you know, that old man that I, I was just listening to an interview with an old man, and he was like, he brought it up about Biden. And he's like, yeah, $700. You're sending billions to Ukraine, and you wanted to send us $700 each. I mean, he's not happy about it at all. So it's, um, I'll have to go back and find that that guy's been trying to raise money. Um, for the Hawaiians, and he did. 
he um, literally got $1,000, and he gave it to this older gentleman. And, I mean, even that, I mean, I, I watched the video where the the policemen, you know, when they were, when people were bringing in food and supplies to help them and everything, and then they, I think they halted it, said, you, you know, you guys have to stop. We've been ordered to, you know, stop this situation. And I'm, it just, none of it makes any, there's no logic in any of it. And, you know, I keep on, I get real frustrated thinking, I'm, I'm thinking, wait a minute. So, <laughs> The people are higher than the government, and yet a lot of these politicians and the the, the government in place, they think that they have authority over people. Well, they don't. And what I don't understand is, you know, and some people know that, but there have been so many cases the past four years to where, or, you know, however many years, I guess not really the full four years, but so many cases where the government did, and and the police, they did act with authority over the people for doing nothing wrong. And so, you know, in, in essence, I guess it's our law enforcement is misguided. Because for well, them to I'm, think that... Go ahead and finish your point. When you get done, we're going to bring our guest in. Oh, okay. I just... I, <laughs> I'm i like, how do we fix this? I mean, we, the government, is supposed to be... You know, they're under our control. They don't have authority over us. We've got to somehow turn this around. I mean, it's still that way. We still have the power, but it's... It's not appearing that way because of, like, what they've done to the people on January 6th and so forth. I'm just saying people are getting arrested and getting harmed that are innocent, have done nothing wrong. And the military is not protecting us in any way. They're not doing anything about it. It's like we have a rogue military. No, I understand that. And speaking of not being compliant, we have Kilgore Rand with us who has his own band. He has his own uh, Nonprofit, I do not comply.org. And, uh, well, he's a local activist down in the Southeast. We'll, uh, we'll get to hear a lot about what he is doing, uh, not just with I do not comply or Faithless Town, but a bunch of other stuff. Let's, uh, let's have Kilgore join us here. Thank you for having me on, Proof. It's always a pleasure. Yeah, it's been a while, and I was hoping you liked that applause because I didn't want to give you the Nelson. Oh, no, that that was great applause. That was a very warm welcome. I, I, feel, I feel honored to be here. Well, would you rather have Hi, this Kilmore. one? Ha, ha! Ah, no, I, I preferred the first one, definitely. Yeah. Oh, Okay. <laughs> Now that that's what Brandon gets when he gets off the airplane I in Hawaii. To say that, yeah, that'd be a good one for him, for sure. Uh, has he actually visited Hawaii yet? In in light uh, of he all he did earlier the, today, the recent tragedy. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, it was very recent. How did that go? Pathetic. 
Because I, yeah, I think y'all are a little bit more. Is, uh, government sucked up to him, and uh, the people hate yeah. him. But they'll still yeah. vote for him because he's a Democrat, so therefore it all works out. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's just horrible, the pictures that I've seen and the um, the video and, uh, you know, the first-hand, account, uh, first-hand accounts that I've, I've read on Twitter and various social media platforms about uh, those wildfires and what people have endured in Maui. It's just atrocious. My heart, my heart goes out to anybody that was um, affected by that. Horrible. Right. So it, it's a combination of, of planning and negligence. And it's kind of weird. But they're yeah, trying to say it's due to climate change. Of course. Yeah. I mean, yeah, everything's climate change now, you know, and, and all it takes is an, uh, an arsonist to start a fire and pour, um, you know, restrictions on, on the fire department and the, the water resources. Um, to be able to, you know, preventing people from putting out the fire to just say, yeah, look, it's this wild, rampant wildfire caused by So you know what gets me on the whole thing, Kilgore, and I know I just butted in, but the whole thing, the the, the worst part of this whole thing is the water equity guy. When the the citizens were fighting, they they were taking care of the fires, (laughs) and this water equity guy shut off the water because he wanted to make sure that people of all races were able to get this water. I don't think there's anybody that was upset that the fire was going to get all the water and not the Indonesian people or the, or the, the black people that were on the island. Which is like who? Oprah? Basically, I, mean, I, I don't, don't know, know. but uh, water equity, it, I'm sorry, you have the, the greatest fire in Hawaiian history, and and you're going to sit mm-hmm. there and say, I don't know, uh, I don't know who should get the water more, so I'm just going to shut it off and let you guys figure it out. I mean, it's insane. I mean, uh, I don't know if, if that story is true. I mean, it's another example of how wokeness. This oh, woke this guy was already reassigned to another job. Of everything. course, it's very true. The water equity yeah. guy. I'll see if I could find it on. YouTube real quick. Uh, go ahead. But yeah, I mean, it's just another example, of, if that's true, that of wokeness just destroying everything. I mean, it's destroying the arts. It's destroying now, you know, we it's destroying public safety and public health, destroyed science. Um, it is this constant attack on every facet of our lives. And, you know, what it is at its core is identity-based Marxism. And a lot of people struggle to define what woke is, and they think it's some catchphrase that Donald Trump said, and uh, people parrot it, not knowing what the the real meaning of it is, or it's like some uh, right-wing dog whistle. But it's identity-based Marxism. That's what it is. It's taking the tenets uh, of Marxism, of the class class, uh, struggle between the proletariat and the bourgeoisie classes of the working class and the elite um, ruling class, and then putting that instead of in a class structure economically, uh, putting that to race and gender and sex, and um, and that's what's caused all this constant division and all this insanity oh, since that we've seen since you know I'd say Obama's sec- second term is you know, the rise of it. And it's just intensified with Trump in 2016 
and then with the COVID scam, and now here we are, like you're saying, they're denying, <laughs> they're shutting off water to people trying to put out fires uh, on their own yeah. property uh, to save it for, you know, people of color. It's it's so insane. It's destroying all of Western civilization, all of, everything that our ancestors and everybody that came before us fought to build and create. Kilgore Rand is our guest here from IDoNotComply.org. And uh, in just a minute, uh, I'll have that water equity clip. I just found it. It's a minute and a half. Uh, it might be up by now. I just had to refresh my screen and see if it's there. So, yeah, here it is. So he's describing water equity. Okay. The commission is responsible per, per our authorizing statute to protect and manage all water resources in the state. One water is like taking it and looking at it from a holistic system perspective. And that's not diff any different than how Hawaiians traditionally manage water. You know, in, in essence, we treated it, and Native Hawaiians treated water as one of the earthly manifestations of a god and a kua, kane. And so that reverence um, for a resource and that reciprocity in relationship was, was something that was really, really important to our worldview and, and well-being, right? And living in an island and isolated from other, you know, civilizations. Um, and so I think where it shifted to today or over time is that we've become used to looking at water as like something which we use and not necessarily something w that we revere as that thing that gives us life, right? I mean, to me, it's a shift in value set. Um, and, you know, if we can start to really look at how we as humans in an island um, can reconnect to that traditional value set. So really my motto is always like, let water connect us and not divide us. Like we, we can share it, but it requires true conversations about equity. So, uh, Kilgore, I oh promise my, oh I didn't just make that up. You definitely <laughs> didn't. Uh, uh, and what a complete wow. and utter retard. Um, yeah. This is like, this is, this is an example of like, it, you know, either this guy is a complete useful idiot, which is what he sounds like, or, you know, he is, um, yeah, I, I, he just sounds too dumb to, to be somebody that's just doing it for the pay and is like on board for the WEF, you know, like uh, Agenda 2030, great reset stuff. This just sounds like a complete moron, useful idiot that buys into all this ideological garbage, which is wokeness and this DEI nonsense. Um, and it's, it's costing people their lives now. Like, like we're at the point now where hundreds of not thousands of people are dying because of this ideological nonsense. And we have to stop it. We, we literally, it's, it's not hyperbole. Wokeness really is, I think, one of the greatest threats to our civilization and to our well-being as a people. And as a people, I mean, like, the human race. Right, because you can't progress, uh, although they, t they will tell you they are progressive when they're actually regressive. But it, you can't progress when everything you do is micromanaged by a by a neoliberal, and you have to worry about if uh, 
if there's enough gay, trans, black people involved in, in what, whatever it is you're doing. Yeah, ex- exactly. I mean, it's, it's taken, um, you know, it, it's taken like affirmative action to the furthest extremes where meritocracy means nothing. And they're high, you, you know, it's like this self-fulfilling prophecy uh, or, or, or think about it like you have these people like, the predator class, the WEF, the Klaus Schwab's of the world, the Bill Gates that have this vision for the future for all of mankind. And this future is this technocratic, totalitarian, dystopian, uh, you know, sci-fi nonsense. And how do they make that happen? You push this diversity, uh, you, you push this woke ideology stuff, and you hire people that are just so dumb that they get their jobs because of the color of their skin or that the fact that they're or that they identify as this gender or that gender and they're just puppets they're the most vapid uh just empty vessels that they can easily be just pushed to do whatever whatever the elites want them to do instead of you know at a time when there were people that had their job and had their position because they were the most qualified to do that position because they had paid their dues and they had worked their way up to that position and they had earned everyone's respect by the the value and merit of their work. No, now you just have these morons that are hired because this guy believes in uh, the equality, uh, equity of water and water should unite us. And they just speak in retarded platitudes. Like so are you saying that uh... – that John Fetterwoman was hired because he's a he's a brain dead puppet. You mean this guy? My name is John Fetterwoman, oh, and the Eagles are so much better than the Eagles. Wow. No. No. Uh, well, at least the Eagles are so much better than the Eagles. Is he still alive? Yes, I think so. But he wasn't hired for his smarts. Like, no, they want, yeah, no, they want to hire everybody they can control. Make their little marching soldiers. So do yeah, you think, Gilgore, um, that, uh, yeah. that enough of us are buying into this boycotts and boycotts now? Have we finally got there, or, or, or are we still learning our lesson? I think, um, you know, I, I think the whole concept of a silent majority is real. I do think that most people are fed up with all this nonsense. I, I, I genuinely do. I think um, – just the average person, and it doesn't matter what the color of their skin is. It doesn't matter what religion they subscribe to here in America. Um, just the average person that you find is tired of all the woke nonsense, is tired of being preached to. Um, but that being said, it's like like we're not in a free market capitalism anymore. And so, it's like, I, I don't know how much the boycotts are good. It's good that people don't buy Bud Light you know, or Anheuser-Busch products. Um, The end goal, I think, is to destroy these brands. You know, the ESG stuff is to take these iconic uh, Western civilization American brands, whether that's Disney, whether that's 
Anheuser-Busch and Budweiser and just destroy them. You know, I feel like the end goal is to just, just like they tore down the statues, right? It's just like that's what you see in a Marxist revolution. And I'm not saying this is like true Marxism because uh, it's identity-based Marxism. It's not about class because the, the bourgeoisie, the real ruling class, is the one funding and promoting this ideology because um, they're doing it to make us destroy all the things that have bonded us together, the fabric that has held our civilization and our country and our culture together. So I don't know. It's like it's this double-edged sword. It's like, yeah, I don't want to buy Anheuser-Busch products. I went to a concert last week in Atlanta, and all the beers were Anheuser-Busch, so I didn't buy one beer. You know, it was like Budweiser, Bud Light, uh, Corona, Australia, Jalisco, like every brand they had was still owned by the same parent company. So I just didn't drink beer. Fine. Is that normal? Um, for a venue what do you to mean? Only offer, is, is it normal for like a venue to only offer one, you know, company as far as yeah, the I, brand? I think what happens is, I, is that they sign these contracts with, um, okay. you, you know, you, you've had so much, one, there's just been so much uh, monopolization with music venues and Ticketmaster. Like Ticketmaster and Live Nation are pretty much the same company now. So, And you have Live Nation owning and operating venues. So they, like, they own venues, but they also own the, the third-party thing that's selling the tickets. And then so this this giant behemoth, corporate behemoth, yeah. And a lot of them, you know, pushed the, uh, the, the the COVID protocols, like you had to show vax passes to go to Live Nation shows, and you had to wear masks when they were doing that. Oh. Um, and then they signed contracts with these big um, brands like Anheuser-Busch. So, like, oh, okay, so for your venues, we'll only sell Anheuser-Busch products. Um, and it looks like you have all this variety because – you know, you have Bud Light and Budweiser, but you also have Corona. You've got Mexican beers. You've got Estrella, Estrella Jalisco, like this little known Mexican beer, but they're all owned by the same company. It's this. It's kind of like American politics, I think. It's the illusion of choice. <laughs> you have exactly. you have all these different options, right? And it's like, yeah, there's supposedly. there's Donald Trump and there's Joe Biden. And it's all this, but maybe they all work for the same master. Maybe they all serve yep. the same master. I get it. What yeah. I find uh, sure. funny about the, the whole uh, Bud Light thing, you want to guess how much Anheuser-Busch has made off me off my entire life? Go on. Zero dollars and zero cents. I've never uh, – I don't drink alcohol, so uh, nothing that they sell is anything – I even looked just accidentally to see if they owned anything I would have ever eaten, and the answer is no. So they well, can man, be more, as woke more as they want to be. I'm not supporting them. Yeah, I, I applaud you. It's, I mean, your 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 liver probably is happy. That's the case too. Um, yeah, I, I can't say the same. I, I, you know, I, I I like the booze from time to time. I like I like beer. By and the way, what the concert year, did you see last week? I saw Counting Crows and Dashboard Confessional, but I, I really went for Counting Crows. I'm a huge Counting Crows fan. So I, I, I uh, had a radio show for just over a year. I, I left it where 
I would talk about songs that didn't do well on the charts and things like that. And I ran into their the Counting Crows song, The Rain King. Yeah, What I, I find love that really song. weird about that song, that might have been the best song on that album, on their first album. However. Yeah, it's a, it's a really good song. Uh, less than a week after it was released, the lead singer said, please don't release that song or any more songs off that album as singles. Yeah, there were. There was I guess he was worried stuff. about being famous or something. Yeah, there was that. That was that whole thing. It's hard to tell how much of that. I mean, the, the lead singer is a weird dude. I mean, let's face yeah. it. I mean, he um, he wore like fake dreadlocks for two two or three decades. Like, I'm pretty sure his dreads weren't real at a point, and he's like starting to lose his hair and just started wearing a wig of dreadlocks. And just performed in like ninety degree, hundred degree weather with with a wig on of dreadlocks. Um, so that's weird, and it's also weird that uh, I don't know. I mean, maybe it's like stardom and stuff, but the guy is, I guess, you know, probably in his fifties or sixties now. And he's never married, um, and he just is always kind of like dating some chick that's like twenty to thirty years younger than him. But, like, more power yeah. to the dude, you know? He he banged his way through, like, all the, the whole female cast of Friends. So, uh, you know, salute to him, I guess. Um, but, but yeah, I just – I love their music. And uh, I think he's a great songwriter. But, yeah, a very weird dude. But speaking of music, <laughs> I would love to get your take on – this Oliver Anthony, uh, rich men north of Richmond thing that's going um, on, because this is so weird to me that I, I have so many questions. What is so, your take? Uh, uh, Kilgore, you'll have to give me like two or three minutes on that. I need to vacate for a quick second. But Christina okay. wants to jump in, and I'll happily get involved in, in just a, a few quick minutes here. I mean, okay. if you need more time than that to to go to the bathroom, you take your time. Don't force it. That's <laughs> my, how my dad said. That's how you get hemorrhoids. <laughs> that's good. Oh gosh, that's funny. <laughs> so, so the whoever you just mentioned, um, I don't think I'm familiar. Yes, I don't think okay. I'm familiar, no, unfortunately. <laughs> And I don't know if I've met you. I, every time I come on, there's different uh, co-hosts. Have, have we met before? No, I I think I've been. Let's see. I I had to ask. I don't. I'm trying to think of how long I've been doing it. Um, maybe four months. I'm trying to remember. I I don't know if it's been longer or not as long, but. Um, okay. No, I don't think so. Because I don't think you've been on yet since I started. So. Yeah, no, I haven't. It's it's been <laughs> at least over over that amount of time since I was on last. So, yeah, and I'm, okay, well, I'm well, looking you up in your website. It was i do not comply dot org. It is i do not comply dot org. Okay, all right. So I've got it pulled up. I just my computer's been for two months now. It's driving me crazy. Uh, these updates. I hate all these Microsoft updates. They just no worries. Uh yeah, so we I, I started a um, I started this nonprofit to basically you know fight back against the lockdowns and mass mandates and business closures and church closures uh, before sure. 
before 2020, I had like a much different life. I was just playing music and I was working in the film industry in Los Angeles. And then 2020 brought all that to a screeching halt. And I found myself moving back to Georgia, starting this nonprofit organization, um, you know, doing rallies, putting on these rallies at the CDC and reaching out to um, other freedom-minded people. And, um, and then, you know, yeah. here we are now. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I, you know, I, I go back. I had purchased a business, not, it, it wasn't a big business to where I, you know, it took a bunch of money, but, but I did have to get a small loan to purchase it. It was my chance to own a business as a woman. And I did that in 2019. And then, the, and then COVID hit and I was just like, it was, and it was a retail business. So oh. I, yeah. in one sense, I was grateful that I had done that because I was able to continue working because I was like, I did not believe in anything that's going. I have a health, I have a health business as well, and I knew all of this. I've been, I had been following it. I, I knew about Fauci. You know, I knew something like this was going to happen, and so basically, I, I, I always say. I'm grateful because if I had been working for someone else, I would have been fired, you know, because there was no way I was going to do the injections or the mat. I just wasn't doing it. And so in one sense it was good, but in the other sense it was bad because I was stuck in my business to where I couldn't be more proactive. Like you said, you know, you went and because I would have been all over that, but unfortunately, you know, I had to keep that business open and somehow and, we're still open. I'm not ready to close it. It's just, it's too hard. I mean, COVID just, you know, has just really trampled on small businesses. So, By the way, I made it back. I not... just didn't want to interrupt. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, no, I, it's just, I mean, I, uh, uh, proof. How long have I been doing the show now? I couldn't remember. Since January? Oh, it has been since January. Okay. Yeah, right before I Long- went to the hospital. Okay, so longer than I thought. Okay, there we go. Yeah, it was like the end of January or something. How are you doing? Are you all healed up? I mean, it, it was kind of touching oh, go let me, there for uh, a moment. Let me share here. I, I don't mind sharing. So back okay. in at the end of February when I was put in the hospital for eight days, my blood sugar was at 13.8. So... I, uh, I've gone keto for the most part. I still eat the, uh, I still eat baked potatoes, um, but I don't eat wheat, rice, or pasta. And so I had my A1C checked just over 100 days later on July 15th. My A1C number was 6.1. And I, I take it that is very good. Yeah, I cut it in half. 13.8 is on borderline death. Um, wow. Okay. 6.1. Well, uh, 5.8. Uh, yes, I'll, I'll answer in just a second here. 5.8 okay. okay. is considered pre-diabetic and 6, I think it's 6.3 or 6.5 or something. I think it's 6.5 where you're considered diabetic or maybe 7. So I'm I'm in the pre-diabetic mode now. Well, I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad you're feeling better and, uh, you know, your your stats are back where they need to be. Yeah, I had a bad habit, Kilgore, 
that when I sat here doing my show for years, <laughs> I thought I was <clears throat> I thought I was eating healthy, and I would try to eat because sometimes I don't eat dinner in between shows because I I got off work at four thirty at my day job, and I had my show at six, so I would sit here. And I'd be drinking a huge glass of cranberry juice, and I'd eat like 10 or 12 dried dates or figs. And so it's possible that while I was sitting here, uh, I could just be eating dates and, and cranberry juice for dinner, and I might have consumed like 350 to 400 grams of sugar. And uh, doing that right before bed is not a, a good uh a good action plan. Mm. Well, well, I'm glad you figured out, you know, that, that wasn't healthy for you and you, you have a better diet and lifestyle now. Yeah. So So, uh, go ahead, Christina. And then I want to answer the Oliver Anthony stuff. Yeah. So when, when you were um, treating the, the infection, did they have you on macro bid at any time? I don't even know what that is, so I'm going to say no. Okay. Well, it's an antibiotic, and it can cause your blood sugars to go haywire. So that's why I was asking, because it could have literally been the medication they had you on. That's why I was uh, Well, they tested my A1C before doing anything to me, and that's when I found out I was at 13 Oh, okay. So before you were on antibiotics, they tested it. Okay. Right. I guess. Okay. So, and I still check, and for the most part, I'm good. I haven't had That's anything good, over man. 200 in a long time as far as checking my blood sugar, but uh, I, I've, I seem to be fairly normal. That's good. So uh, any other health questions before I answer the Oliver Anthony question? Nope, not for me. Nope, not for me. So what I've been wanting, and I think we might have talked about this before because both of us are musicians, that I've been hoping for a new genre of music because hmm. rap is done. And if you look at the Billboard charts right now, the top ten is mostly country or and Taylor Swift. Well, well, right now, like, half of it is this guy, Oliver Anthony, which is insane, which is why I, I, I want to get your take on it, for sure. Well, there's Luke Combs, there's uh, Jason Aldean, there's Oliver Anthony. Yeah. And, uh, th- and if people find out that this is what America's into, then some of these record companies, <clears throat> they might try to find more uh, less radicalized, like people who are more mainstream. But I always thought a great idea would be if you want to name a band some of this stuff, like like if your band name, Kilgore, was What Are Chemtrails? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just thought well, that would be the funniest that, uh, thing, like uh, Epstein's Island. I, I was surprised <laughs> that Lana Del Rey's had that album, uh, like Chemtrails Over the Country Club or something like yes. that. Correct. Yes. Yeah. So I thought that was an interesting title. So maybe maybe that means that she's uh, awake um, and dr- trying to you know subversively drop some knowledge there. I have to say I, I feel very 
the all the stuff with Oliver Anthony just to me just seems very suspect. Um, and I know Christine, you said you weren't familiar with this guy. So just a brief no. overview. In the past week, like or maybe in like the past ten days, this um, this kind of Appalachian style uh, singer songwriter guy playing a dobro and singing. Um, he has had a video that has gone viral. It's gotten 21, last I checked, it had 21 million views in 10 days, which is more views than the last Taylor Swift music video on YouTube. Um, he has gotten uh, coverage from Stone, the Los Angeles Times, Billboard Magazine, um, in addition to Joe Rogan uh, you know, sharing that video to Matt Walsh and Ben Shapiro, Ben Shapiro from Daily Wire talking about him, to all kinds of like, you know, more of the fringy kind of down the rabbit yeah, hole conspiracy theory stuff, people. Yeah. yeah, like everybody and their brother. Like I, I have never seen anybody that like everyone and their brother, sister has been sharing. Um, I open up TikTok every day over the last past week and the first video that gets promoted to me or shown to me is something with him in it out of 40 million uh, videos that are uploaded every day. Every, every time I open that app, it's a video about this guy. He's a redheaded guy with a, with a beard singing this song, uh, an original song that he wrote called rich men North of Richmond, um, which has lyrics like, um, you know, it's a damn shame what the world's gotten to, uh, for people like me and people like you, dollar ain't shit, and it's taxed to no end, and there's lyrics about people on welfare, and there's lyrics about uh, allusions to Epstein's island. And it's it's on the surface, it seems very awake, and it's great, like these things are coming into the mainstream. But then on the other side, it's like, why why is The Atlantic writing about him, and why is the LA Times just sharing his video and not calling him a racist bigot like they do yeah. with everyone else. Um, yeah, they, they gave Jason so Aldean yeah. the opposite exactly. treatment. Exactly. Well, they've given everybody. I mean, I personally, I live in Athens, Georgia, and I am blacklisted from playing a show in this town. I've been labeled a Nazi for being against oh lockdown. Oh, my gosh. Wow. So <laughs> the last time we were supposed to play a show was in March at a place called the Flicker Theater, and an hour before we loaded in, I got a call saying the venue doesn't want you to play here. Uh, they found out, like, you did stuff uh, against lockdowns and mask mandates, oh. and they're, call- they're calling you an anti-Semite and a Nazi, and they don't want to have anything to do with you. Oh. <laughs> um, so that's the treatment I feel like people get when you speak out against the narrative as an artist, because I've seen it happen to myself. I've seen it happen to my friend Joseph Arthur, who was um, a Grammy-nominated singer-songwriter that was on Peter Gabriel's record label. He was he was um, doing a, a collaboration with Peter Buck from REM. He got dropped from his labor, label um, when he spoke out against the, the jab and against lockdowns. Peter Buck stopped returning his calls. His album that he was working on with Peter Buck got shelved. Um, it still hasn't seen the light of day. He lost his bookie agent. He lost his um, management all overnight. Yet this guy, Oliver Anthony, is getting, like, articles written about him in The Atlantic saying, you know, we got to give his art, like, a fair chance, and we shouldn't just assume his politics. 
And I'm like, what the heck is going on here, guys? Either we entered a new, like, alternate universe where the mainstream media now is willing to hear people out and they've done an about face, or this is like some weird psyop. (laughs) I I don't know. I guess my question, though, Kilgore, is maybe he doesn't – maybe it sounds like he's going to that next level, but he, he leaves it right there where he doesn't name names. So what, maybe what it's the it's the fake news that's trying to capitalize on angst, and maybe they feel like they could use it as something, oh, well, see, people are angry, and they're angry because they don't want Donald Trump to be president. With it, this is, It's people like Oliver Anthony and his vocals. Americans mm. are angry, and they need another four years of Brandon or... Or that's why we don't need Brandon anymore. That's why we need Michael Robinson Obama, because he's such a nice lady. I feel like mm. that, that it, because he he's angry but doesn't name names and is not a particular side, it's the perfect amount of anger so that someone can come in and co-op it uh, if, if they want to. Yeah, I hear what you're saying, and that, that is an interesting argument. Interesting point, but my problem with it is, you have we 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 know that all music journalism and mainstream journalism is all uh, monopolized by the crazy woke ideologues. So I just can't buy that a song being performed and sung by a, a white guy talking about people on welfare. I mean, there's literally a line where he where he goes. Um, you know, uh, it, it, you know, if you're five foot three and three hundred pounds, three hundred pounds, right? And three hundred pounds, my taxes ought not pay for your bag of fudge rounds. That's a white guy singing, saying people on well, fat people on welfare. Mm-hmm. So not only in the woke world he's fat shaming, but he's also punching down, right? And they're look thinking through at it at through their lens. He's punching down. Um, also, let's face it, the woke leftists would usually, like the Jason Aldean thing, Jason Aldean was like, don't loot and riot and um, carjack people and punch old ladies. And all the media came after him going, that's racist. I mean, it's racist to call what he was saying racist, you know, because that's implying that the only people that do that is black people. That's, that is racist. You know what, uh, what so, offended me the most about that particular song? which I won't support that? that song ever again, is that okay. I don't know if it was Jason or somebody else, but they cut the five seconds of the video where there was a Black Lives Matter protest. Okay, well, I, 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 I saw that, and I had the same visceral reaction, but the, the reason why they did that was apparently, I think it was a Fox News affiliate threatened a lawsuit against the Jason Aldean's record label saying they did not have the rights, the copyright to use that footage. So if, you if look they would in, have gotten like, it from another network, it would have been fine. The footage that they had was owned by, was from some local news affiliate. The, the video was edited by some trailer house or, you know, some, some third party thing. I mean, Jason Aldean, that's the thing that's weird. Jason Aldean has this whole machine working behind him, and he's still, 
is not reaching the heights that Anthony Oliver, who claims, yeah. also Christine, Anthony Oliver claims to be a um, out of work, uh, blue collar, former factory worker that lives on 90 acres off the grid and never sought fame or fortune. And now that he's become the biggest thing since sliced bread, he's turned down $8 million. So that's another thing I can't buy. As a, as a guy that um, works a lot of blue-collar jobs to pay the bills while I'm not, you know, not fighting the man or playing music, I, I, I don't know any, any struggle, struggling musician that's like, I'm not going to take your $8 million record deal. Because I'm a man of conscience. Yeah. I mean, it's not. Yeah. You know, it's not like he's saying. Yeah, it it just. I mean, and let's face it, most poor, most working class people, which we all seem to be, would not turn that down. Like we, we might turn down. I'm not. I'm not going to do a million dollar ad campaign for Pfizer, and you know, write a song telling people to inject themselves with poison. I get that. But, like, he's gone on and made this whole Facebook post saying, you know, I get these blank stares when people – when I tell people I just turned down $8 million worth of record contracts. But I don't want a tour bus, and I never was doing this for fame. And I'm just – I'm calling BS on that. It's like, homie, if you weren't doing it for attention, why did you have a TikTok? Two, if you weren't doing it for attention, uh, why just, did you uh, want for- Kilgore, to, uh, yeah. to combat that, yeah. I would say – that uh, John Rich said himself, and John Rich, I guess, is helping produce him now, but John Rich said they would buy him out just so they could shelve his music and not not let him do anything. So if that is the goal, if if that's what John Rich has told Oliver Anthony, that if you sign with a big company, that they would pay you to buy you off and no one will ever know that you're a musician... I, I would get that. Uh, I, I just call him BS, man. I mean, I have friends. Okay. I, I know people in Atlanta that have signed big record deals. Um, they've gone on tour with Motley Crue. They've gone on tour. You know, they've done, like, uh, the big rock cruises. And they've had albums that got shelved. Yeah, it's true. You sign a record deal. I, I've signed a record deal. I signed a record deal with Spectrum Music group in 2019 to put out an album in 2020 and it came out right before lockdowns and um you know our video new new world order still has like oh you know i think it's like approaching 10,000 views which is nothing compared to oliver anthony 21 million views in 10 days um but you know uh but you know that record deal that was for that record that, that's all it is. There's there's no record deal that says we own you in everything you can possibly do as a human being. There's a record deal that says, okay, he has rich men of, of north of Richmond, and he has Virginia, and he has Ain't Got a Dollar, and he's got like 10 songs, and they give him a record deal for that. And he records in a big studio, and then the label goes, we're just going to – we're going to shelve this. Okay, they can shelve it. They can and they, they could own the rights, the masters to those songs. They might even own – they could even sign a deal where they own those songs. But they don't own every other song he's ever going to write. There's no contract like that that's ever existed. So I just – I thought, they, I, I I thought when, the they did, uh, when they did signings like that that they would say, all right, we're, we're going to have you produce three albums, and you have to make these three albums within f- 
five years. Well, they, they do. Oh, I thought they were. Well, well, they, they do have those. I'm sorry, what's that, Christine? Yeah, I said, I said, yeah, I've heard of that too. Yeah, and and that is true. Like, you'll sign for, like, a multiple, you know, record deal, like, But three if they albums. don't want to put your album out, then that doesn't count as an album that was released. So they just won't put out your stuff so you can't go do anything else. Yeah, but what does it matter to a guy that doesn't want to be a professional musician? Like, he doesn't want fame. He doesn't – and also, think about it like with the Tucker situation. Tucker was on a, in, on a contract in a contract to, to be a pundit for Fox News. They basically said, we don't want you reporting the truth, so you're, you're, uh, you're benched. Like, you've got to ride out the, the next 18 months of your contract on the bench. And he's like, screw you. I'm just going to go put out my own videos on Twitter. And they're suing him for it, but he's still doing it. And, like, I, I'm just telling you, man, this Oliver Anthony stuff, there's something really weird and really fake. As somebody that has been playing music for 20 years and is like, I've played the Whiskey of Go-Go. I've played Hotel Cafe. I've played Eddie's Attic. I've played the Viper Room. I've opened for national acts. Um, you know, I just came back from an award ceremony in Austin where, you know, uh, people like Bryson Gray were there and Forgiato Blow and Nick Natoli and Five Times August. I'm telling you who that there's real people doing stuff that speaks out against the narrative, and then there's this guy that came from complete nowhere and is being boosted by all the algorithms when we all know, you know, Bareface is legal, got, um, got how many times has Facebook um, shut it down, shut down the groups? I mean, the same thing with I Do Not Comply, the same thing with uh, my friends that ran Reopen Georgia, which was like a, a, you know, a network. Well, of don't all forget, the I was liber- in the, on the front page of USA Today back in 2020 because our group of 38,700 people just uh, got deleted because we had too many people posting against scams. That made the U.S. That made USA Today. Oh yeah, front page. Yeah. I still talk I mean, to that's the guy awesome, that yeah. that posted the article for me. That's awesome. Um, we I made the cover of the New York Times, <laughs> and that's what outed my activism to my wife's family. So that was interesting. Um, and then I, I emailed them threatening a lawsuit because they ran a picture of me at a rally with the headline, white evangelicals um, lead the, the, the call for vaccine hesitancy. And I was like, uh, I, I'm not even religious. I'm not, yeah. even, I'm not even, you know. My organization is nonpartisan. Nonpartisan. The rally that you're talking about, the one of the speakers was Jewish. The other speaker was Riza Islam, a black Muslim. The other speaker <laughs> was oh, Kevin Jenkins from Urban Global Health and now America's Frontline Doctors, a black man. And then the last speaker was Peggy Hall. So two of the four speakers was were black. One was Jewish. And you're telling me this event was about white evangelicals? Get <laughs> get the f out of here, man! Uh, I mean, Peggy Hall would be the closest to that. 
but yeah, <laughs> yeah, wow. Yeah, Peggy, we got we got Peggy to do a thing like via live stream because it was we were doing it in front of the CDC in Atlanta, and she was broadcasting from Huntington Beach. Yeah. But I asked them for a retraction, and they they did. They pulled it. They they pulled the um, thing, but and the, you know, but nothing ever happens. And what once something's out there, it's out there too. So. So are you on YouTube? Um, my band is on YouTube. You can uh, find Faceless Town on YouTube, and then Kilgore Rand is a, a pseudonym, and that's a whole story, a whole another story. Uh, but I'd be happy to tell you what why that became a thing. But uh, my real name is Gene Owens, and uh, I I also oh, just I launched a podcast. I thought I thought oh, Kilgore yeah. Rand was a pseudonym for Kilgore Walked. <laughs> Uh, no, well, that's good. That's layers of it. But, um, yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure the CIA already knows, and Antifa has already doxxed me, hence why I'm canceled in the town I live. Um, oh, my gosh. But, yeah, so I, I have a new podcast called uh, Live Free with Gene Owens, which is my real legal name, and uh, Kilgore Rand was never meant to be a thing. It was just like uh, – I had my my regular Facebook account when the scamdemic started, and most of my friends on there would have been you know musicians and people that I um, knew from Los Angeles, which were a lot of entertainment people, and people I'd worked in the restaurant industry with, which is what I've done for the bulk of my adult life, trying to pay the bills. And when the scamdemic hit, it was like when I was posting against lockdowns and stuff. I mean, I think. I think in April, the beginning of April, I I set up um, like a change.org petition to reopen America, mm-hmm. and I was just getting labeled like you right wing, you know, Nazi, like people I used to work with, you know, wishing my whole family would die of COVID. Jokes on them because oh COVID's fake. Um, well, you know what gets me that though Kilgore just doesn't like lockdowns. Like who likes lockdowns? If they love lockdowns so much, why are they not locking themselves down three years later? I wish they would. I I, I mean, I wish they would stay home. I wish they would would not come out. Right. Um, But anyway, so I had this separate account that I would use to book work um, through Facebook because I would just I would just look at like productions that were hiring in L.A. and a lot of them would post on Facebook. And I set up this separate Facebook account just so I could see these. Um, job postings and not be distracted by all the political stuff, which is what Facebook's become, right? Especially if you're someone like me that I, I've historically have, would have considered myself a progressive or a leftist. I mean, I'm, you know, I believe in the legalization of drugs. I, I, I think both parties are corrupt. I, I, I'm, I'm pro-choice. I'm, um, I don't have, you know, I, I have a lot of positions that are not conservative. Um, sure. And when I was speaking out against things, then, you know, all of a sudden these, you know, the people I, the quote unquote liberals were like, oh my God, you're like Trump. <laughs> you were, you know, you're, uh, you're Hitler. Oh and um, so I eventually just ended that Facebook account and started using this other account that I had that I only used to book work so I wouldn't be distracted through the political noise. And that just kind of became, and I named it Kilgore Trout originally, which was um, 
a character from Kurt Vonnegut's novels. Like I think he appears in multiple of his books, like Slaughterhouse Five and Breakfast for Champions. Um, and it was also the name of one of my good friends named her cat. She had this little black cat she found on the street, and she named it Kilgore Trout. And I just I just used that as the name because it was this Facebook account I wasn't going to use for anything. And then once COVID happened, and I stopped using my real account, and I I wanted to find use something where I could reach out to try to find somebody else out there in in the void that was fighting back. And that could, you know, seeing things the way I was seeing it, I used that account. And eventually I stopped. I got annoyed by people saying, Kilgore Trout, that's a Vonnegut character. And Vonnegut was a total lefty. And and then I just changed it to Kilgore Rant. And that became Kilgore Rant. That was like the inception of this weird pseudonym that I've been using for three years online. But it was never meant to be anything other than that. And, uh, you know, then it became this thing where like Antifa has written about it and be like, he used this like half-assed pseudonym and trying to, you know, disguise his identity. It's like, not really, man. It just became a thing. Hmm. But anyway, proof yeah. before we got into that, what we what were we talking? What where do we end on? Uh, where do we land on Oliver Anthony? Um, I don't have an opinion just yet other than, other than, uh, it's a cross between, I think he's right at that level. And I think people want to buy him so they can shelve him. Uh, I, 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 I don't know if it's, it it could be nefarious, but I, I don't have a way to tell. So, (laughs) I need to listen Pers- to it. I haven't listened Personally, to it. Personally, I I think it's just that he accidentally became famous and they might let him have a song or two and then that'll be it. They'll they'll destroy so, him after that. So is his song better than like Five Times August? I mean, Five Times August has he has quite a few really good songs. I mean, is this I this guy better than so. him? I personally don't think okay. so, but this song has – I mean, I'll just say it as a, as a songwriter myself. I, I think when you write a song that references cookies, it's not – I can't take that song seriously. Yeah. Like, um, like I literally – I don't know. Lyric where he goes, uh, there's a song, have, Kilgore, from 1992. Do you remember a rap <laughs> song named uh, paper, uh, by Paperboy named Diddy? Oh, I thought you I I thought you were gonna say um, I thought you were gonna say Limp Biscuit. I did it all for the Nookie, oh. and then I was gonna lose it. No, I I was gonna say if you remember that rap song by by Paperboy called Diddy when he says, "My time has held up extremely for cookies." I don't remember that song. No, I think you, you probably have more of a knowledge of of hip hop and rap than I do. Well, it was a, a top ten song back in like ninety two, or ninety three, some somewhere in there. It, so it was probably like right before, um, right before grunge hit. Right before uh, it was during the grunge actually, but that was mm. the the rap at the time. So he uh, he snuck in right before like Skilo snuck in. Gotcha. Yeah, I don't know that one. Yeah, I mean that's just my biggest thing. Like. I, I 
the the weird thing about the song, the Oliver Anthony song, is like it's great. When I first heard it, I was like, "This is awesome." I can't believe a song that's calling out Epstein Island. Even though the more I've thought about that lyric, it's we- really weird. Um, because he goes, "I wish politicians would look out for minors, not just minors on an island somewhere." I get the sentiment there, and the first time I listened to the song, I, I, I was like, whoa, that's deep. Like, he's, like, saying, I wish politicians would care for the working man instead of, like, you know, looking like rape kids on an island. But but when you li- look at it from a literary standpoint and a literal standpoint, that's not what that line says. The line says, I wish politicians would look out for minors like the way that they do for minors on an island somewhere. So he's basically saying, I wish, from a, 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 a literal literary standpoint, it's saying, I wish politicians would rape minors like they rape kids on an island. I it's don't, I don't know if it goes there. But I, I think that every so often when you have, when you have something that's successful, everybody wants to come in and claim ownership of it. I think that's what it is. So he might, he may or may not be a quality singer. I, I can't make that judgment, but I think everybody's uh, going after him like he's captain's. Like, uh, hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna sign this artist, and I'm gonna be Captain Savaho and sign him, yeah. and he's gonna put out all this stuff. So what the, I, I just think what they're doing is they're taking an average singer that feels like the average person in America, and and all these record labels are like. See, we care about you. I think it's going to be more nefarious than that, just because everyone I see in the truther community, like I've seen Ryan Christian of The Last American Vagabond, you know, put him out and be like, this is the voice that we need. I've, you know, something to that effect. I love Ryan. He's a friend of mine. And I'm, I, I know I'm paraphrasing, but he, he did share that song. Uh, Joe Rogan has shared it. Uh, John Joseph of the Crow Mags who is like the only real punk rocker left has shared it and been like, this guy is like more punk rock than anybody else. Um, I just feel like something really dark is like lurking around the corner with this dude. And I could be completely wrong. And maybe I'm, maybe I'm just jelly as a guy that's been trying to play, you know, make a living playing music for, you know, 20 years. I understand as an entertainer, I I understand the sentiment, but, I'm chalking yeah, this one it, up in my professional spectrum as uh, a, a guy has a song that people seem to like. To me, it's not the greatest song in the world, but it's relatable. Mm-hmm. And then you have all these record companies who are in dire need of something new. And they're all saying that, uh, see, we, we hear you. We, we want to promote music just like this. And uh, just trying to gain an audience where they, they don't mean it, but they're, they're it's like, it, it would be like if Hawaii happened and Brandon said no comment, and then three weeks later came out and said, see, I believe in you guys. I know you guys can rebuild this. Here's $700. Yeah. I hear you, and, and, and that's that's my uh, that's the other thing that I think might be happening is it's just kind of a record industry thing. But I 
I kind of I'm kind of uh, more suspicious of the origins of it that it's not really organic that he's not really just some dude that was recording himself on his phone and got discovered by this you know this YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it's more of like an industry you know it could be like an industry thing where they see this populist swell you know like um, Jimmy Levy and Nick Natoli who I yes, you know I remember I've, them I've gotten to know yeah. You know, they they had the number one song with Boycott Target last month, or the month before. Yeah, in June, I think, I think it was or June. even May. Yeah, it was in June, because um, that's when I met Nick. We were we both played an event together in in Tennessee, and it's like they have the number one song in in America and the number one song in the world, number one song in the charts. But there was no mainstream coverage of it, and if there was mainstream coverage, it was like completely crapping on it, like calling it MAGA and like horrible conservative, you know, tra- transphobic. And um, and then, you know, you have this guy where everything's giving him the benefit of the doubt, where, it, where he's talking about Epstein's Island. He's talking about fat people taking his money to use it to buy, you know, fudge cookies. Um, that the dollar doesn't mean anything. Like, He's hitting all these like talking points that we want to hear, but he's getting boosted and praised by every outlet, and it's just, it's just yeah. It just and does and not I still feel right though me. personally, and you and I won't know the answer for a while on this, but I, I feel like there, I just feel like the reason why he's getting away with that is because media needs ratings, Hollywood's on strike, these companies need money. And they found somebody that's halfway likable with a, a a fair amount of talent. I'm not saying he's great, but no, he's I, better I, than, I, I than will what say a lot the guy of people have. Yeah, I, I think he's talent. I think he plays the dobro good, and I think he I think he's got a, a very unique good voice. I, I will say but that. I'm not I do think at the, the same talent. time though that uh, I just think all these companies were hoping they could throw money at him to shut him up. And that, that's what I personally – I think that if they built him up, they might think he's gullible and sign his name, and then everybody would be saying, whatever happened to Oliver Anthony? So I don't yeah, know. Yeah, but wouldn't it, be better, wouldn't it be better for those companies to just put him on tour like Zach Bryan or you know uh, Morgan Whalen and have him packing stadiums and – you know, that's his only real political song. All of his other songs are about, like, smoking weed and, like, how much he loves well, the Virginia why they like and hanging out with his dog. Right. But, like, why wouldn't they just – why would they want to shelve that? Just put him out and, and milk him uh, and make money off of that. I, I don't know, man. I Homie just played – like, he's played two shows since he became huge. One was at a farmer's market. Just conveniently, that was booked, like, two days after he was supposed to – um you know, yeah. that this video went, became, like, the biggest viral sensation. I, I don't believe in viral growth anymore either. After we've been shadow banned, we've been um, deplatformed. I mean, my band, we put out a song called Do Not Comply. It's literally not allowed to be on YouTube. It, it, it was banned after That's two days. Strange. Yeah, I've had friends try to re-upload it. It will If you try to re-upload our song, I Do Not Comply by Faithless Tom, or it's just called Do Not Comply, you will be the algorithm will hit you in like five seconds. It won't even let you upload it. 
Try oh, it. I guarantee I, I'm on a two-day ban on Spybook. I'm not allowed to share any anything with the link or any pictures because I shared an article about how a store I know in California, uh, the owner was shot dead by uh, someone who's Antifa. Wait, wait, is this different than the person that got shot dead? There's, I've seen these a tweet saying somebody got killed in Northern California because they had a pride flag in their window. Is this the same story? Well, maybe or that's story? it. Yeah, that was it. So an Antifa person shot up somebody that had a pride flag in the, the or their American flag up in their in the front of their store. But was it and was it and that's being said, and that got me a two day ban. Jeez. Well, that's what well, I'm saying is like we're so yeah. we're so heavily banned and censored. It just doesn't make sense that this guy in in the woke world of big tech where they hate cisgendered white men in to use their verbiage. They hate us. We're the patriarchy. We're everything that's evil and wrong in the world that they would allow this guy to get more views than Jason Aldean, than Taylor Swift. I just I just don't buy it. And and my fears are that this guy is going to be used as a mouthpiece like Trump has been used as a mouthpiece to convince people to get the shot. Like my uncle is a diehard conservative. He has a bumper sticker on his truck that mm-hmm. says, uh, if Obama was, is the answer, how stupid was the question? Um, he's a, he's an awesome cat. He taught me how to shoot guns. Um, but he got the injections because yep. he was like, Tr- Trump is saying it's good. Trump says it's all, it, it, you know, it's going to protect me. Exactly. Yep. So what if I, what if what if this yeah go ahead Christine I'm sorry. No I I I completely understand I know people like you're talking about like him I the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that's and that's yep. that's why I, why I get upset about Trump I'm like I liked what he was doing for the country but I I could not accept that he was promoting those injections and mm-hmm. his ignorance about that and just medicine in general I just. It's like the man is not that ignorant. So that had, you know, that threw me off with him. Yeah, but he also took a million dollars from Pfizer, though, for for running for president. That's true. So speaking of gene therapies, I I know that Kilgore watches Broccoli Man every so often. Oh, yeah. I'm a Broccoli Man. So I want to show you the, the latest creation and... I'll be able to show this to Spybook tomorrow afternoon at 3.50 Pacific. <laughs> Fair enough. So, Christina, if you're if you're ready. Yeah, I'm going to have to try to pull it up here on my phone because my um, computer just isn't, isn't functioning well this evening. I don't know what's going on. All right. Well, here. Okay, let me go. Oh, okay. It, it just let me. I'm ready. All right. Um, this one is Jamar is done with gene therapies, featuring Dr. Freddie. So I'll go ahead and count down. Kilgore, you ready? Um, no. Give me one quick sec to see. Yes. Because I got to pull it up on my computer, 
and uh, Facebook is, um, you know, like X now, which formerly Twitter, really want to make sure it's me. You know, that's that's this is the future of the internet to really make sure it's you. So while you're doing that, I just think it's hilarious how many people told me that uh, they can't trust me for saying that they're going to bring back the scam dates because I'm just a small time journalist. If they were going to bring back the scam (laughs) dates, it would be on the news. Yep. Well, you know, speaking of that real fast before we get into Broccoli Man, uh, I just saw, I don't even know what this college is, but apparently there's a college called Morris Brown College. It's in Atlanta. It's a it's a private college. I've lived in Atlanta for, I lived in Atlanta or at least in Georgia for like 15 years, and I've never heard of it until like an hour ago. But apparently, they are reinstating their COVID-19 mask mandate as students return oh to the city. Gosh. Wow. So, so there is – I just – I don't think they're oh. really going to pull it off. And, and really, the same advice as last time, just don't comply. Like, I'm not going to comply. And I think more people than ever are not going to comply with this nonsense. So I, I don't, don't think know. there's going to be another lockdown. Do you, Do you, Christine, do you think they're going to be able to pull well, it off? Well, I'm not going to do it. I didn't do the first one. But, but I, I mean, you see people walking around in scams still. I mean, so I don't know. I really I don't know. I think they will be able to do so in the major cities. But as a yeah. whole, I, I don't think outside of liberal huge areas, liberal yeah. areas that they'll be able to yeah. really get what they want. Yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I, but I, I just don't. I don't think it's going to be a stick so. this time. Yeah, I think yeah, we'll say, "Oh no way, <laughs> we're not, we're not doing that again." So. Yeah, yeah I, but I, I think agree. if you're San Francisco, Los Angeles, Portland, Seattle, New York City, Chicago, Boston, oh yeah, they're they're doing scams. They'll they'll do lockdowns. They don't care. It's liberal. Airlines. Yeah, I, I'm sure Brandon could have said yesterday or today, uh, you, you could have saved this fire by wearing scams more often, and everybody just would have accepted it. Yeah. I'm being I don't facetious know. there. I mean, but... I, hope, I hope that's not the case. I hope um, – I, I don't know. I, I just really don't think – I don't think it's going to take hold other than, like, a couple weird little private uh, schools or private businesses. I don't think it's going to um, – I don't think they're going to be able to get away with it. And I think it's going to push people um, past their point. I, I just don't think people are going to comply with it. I, I'm not – I think most working-class people aren't going to deal with it, won't tolerate well, I, it. I never but complied we'll before. Why, why would I comply now? Well, exactly. But I, but I feel like our position is much more popularly accepted now. You know, like you have that position now on, on Joe Rogan and um, it, on, on multiple outlets. Like it, the, 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 what were the fringe voices when we were speaking out in 2021? They're bigger, larger voices with big platforms, yeah. with hundreds of thousands, you know, with Russell Brand and um, – Joe Rogan, Brett Weinstein, and there, there's just there's so many vo- people now saying that masks were nonsense, 
there's so many more people that have like woken up over the past few years. I feel like we were like some of the first, <laughs> you and me proof, you know, like going back to 2020 and 2021. But now there's so many people saying it. What I think the threat of lockdowns is, though, like that is powerful because we've been in this like uh, abusive relationship. We've been uh, in the relationship with a narcissistic, abusive force, um, yep. that being the government. And, it, you know, if you're, if you're in a really messed up relationship with a narcissist, abusive person, and they say you can't leave the house or they, you have, they have to check your phone to see who you're texting and see who you're going out to meet, and you deal with that for like two years, three years, they basically keep you in a cage. And then they yeah. let you out, right? They let you out, and they say, oh, no, you're fine. You're fine to go about and do your thing. And then they just start threatening, hey, I might put you back in the cage. That's what the threat <laughs> of the lockdown is. It's not, it's not that the lockdowns are going to happen. They're not going to happen. I promise you. I'm, I promise you I will get arrested. I will fight tooth and nail. I will lay my body on the ground wherever that needs to be to stop that from happening. And so will Chris Sky, and so will five times August. And so will be a, a lot of Patriots in Georgia. And so will James Lindsay and so many people, I, I countless names across the planet. It's not going to happen, but there's a psychological thing that happens to you when that abuser that kept you in that cage just puts forth the, the, the thought that he's going to put you back in that cage. Right. It raises that's your, a, that's a your, good point. Yeah. And that's what's happening. And I'm telling you, we're not going back in that cage. I prom I'm not going to let us go back in that cage. I'm not going to let us. And there's a lot of other people like me that will not let us go back in that cage. But yeah. there's still a, uh, an emotional and psychological toll that that threat puts on us because we've been in trauma. We've been kept in a cage. A lot of people have been kept in that cage, more so than us, more, more so than those of us that have seen through it and never complied with it. Those people are true trauma victims. And so just the threat, they're going to be put back in their cage. They're going to lose the things that they care about, even if the things they care about are stupid. Even if it's, you know, things that I don't, I don't really put a lot of stock in, like sports or, you know, cert, certain gatherings and stuff. To them, they, they have meaning. And the threat that they're going to lose all that because some tyrant's going to throw them back in the cage, that, that, that carries weight. But I, I promise yeah. you it's not going to happen. I will not let it happen. We will not let it happen as a people. And, and we just got to keep that let, – don't let that darkness, those threats of that stuff impact us. We got to keep vibrating in very high frequency. And on that level, on that note, I am ready for Broccoli Man. <laughs> Jamar is done with gene therapies with Dr. Freddie. <laughs> All right. So, anyway, uh, Christine, you said you're ready? Uh-huh. Yep. All right. So, I'll count down. So, three, two, one, action. Hello again, Jamma. Welcome back to school, son. I see we need to get you caught up on the last several boosters. I don't know, B. My parent one and parent two said that if I get another gene therapy, they are pulling me out of Southern Hampshire Institute in Technology. 
I am so close to graduating SHIT that I do not want to go to another school. Son, I do not need to hear any of that noise. I just want you to come in here, roll up your sleeve, and take these gene therapies as your school is requiring. It is far too important for you to continue helping me make money. My insurance is about to drop me because I have had 53 heart attacks. My parent too said that my life insurance policy is not covered if I get another gene therapy. I am not worried about your life insurance policy or you not being covered by your insurance. My only concern is that I need money. Now, son, you need your boosters so you can get into school. Soon you will need to provide proof of your gene therapies just to go into a store. If you are not current on your gene therapies, your microchip will stop you right where you are and we will be called out to boost you. Are you prepared to allow that to happen? Can you take out my microchip, B? I just want to live. Oh, heavens no, son. These stores are now about to require you to have a microchip in order to enter the building. We will be requiring a microchip to come to my office. You will not be allowed to come get your gene therapies if you do not have your microchip. Isn't that illegal, player? Only in eight states, son. And even then we might be able to get around their laws. I feel like I was tricked into all this. Why does it seem like the less popular Brandon is, the more they want to go after us? Now, son, there is no guarantee you will get a heart attack. These gene therapies have always been safe and effective. If they are safe and effective, why do you have hospital staff waiting for me outside the door? And then there is also a coroner outside telling to sign something that said it is not the gene therapy that caused me to get a heart attack. Why are you making me sign stuff like I am about to die? And you expect me to keep believing this? Son, we all know Brandon is not popular. We need to help boost his popularity so the World Economic Forum can take over the United States. We absolutely cannot have Donald Trump as president. I understand, B. That is why I am voting for Robert F. Kennedy Jr. He will put a stop to this. Robert F. Kennedy? That is worse than Trump. He knows too much about what we are doing. If he becomes president, which he will not, I will have to go back to my home country so I do not get arrested. So you support Brandon after all this mess? If I have to, yes. He helps protect my money. Randomly for office is job security for me. I can always use a new condominium. But I prefer Michael Robinson Obama. Michael Robinson Obama is a very nice lady. Okay, son. Roll up that sleeve so I can kill you. Um, I mean I need to give you these gene therapies. Do you really think I am that stupid, B? Absolutely, son. You're at 99% something ducker. My job is just to make sure I enforce gene therapy restrictions. So why should I get the gene therapies if all you want to do is help me die? Now, son, you are not supposed to think about it. You are just supposed to roll up your sleeve and accept your fate. My job as a doctor is to sell his gene therapies. In doing so, it means that I get paid more monies than I can ever dream for. It is not that I dislike you, son. I just like my money a lot more than I like you. I think it sounds rather sus that a new strain is announced to the world on August 17. Then on August 18 we are told they have a gene therapy for that specific strain. 
and it will be ready on September 10. How did they get out the gene therapy for this strain so fast, B? Now, my son, we are doing this for your own good. How is my dying the best thing for me? Well, son, we need to get Earth's population under 500 million worldwide. We need to protect our resources for the 1%. Keeping the 99% alive ruined our opportunity to take over the world. I am not willing to give up my life and die so that everyone can get rich off me, bro. That is a very story, son. Now why have you not rolled up your sleeve? Also why is there not a bloody scam on that face? Alright, so that was an episode. Nicely um, done, as always. Yeah. Another Broccoli <laughs> Man classic. <laughs> I hope there was enough truth in there. I probably could have put more in there. But I think that was a good, I mean, I like it. That's that's a good time span, I think. I think it was, uh, it was great, as always, like like you said. So. I just wish I had more than 37 subscribers on Rumble, though. Yeah. I, I think Rumble just, I don't know. I still don't think enough people know about it, maybe. You know, there's so many of those there. I mean, Rumble's obviously bigger than most, but, I mean, there's so many networks now like that, and it's like, you know, you can only do so many. But um, Well, I can't post on YouTube, so I'm left with uh, Rumble being the next best choice. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean... Literally, I, and I don't know, maybe it, I shouldn't have said it, but the other day on Twitter, something about Klaus Schwab had spouted something, and I I said at Klaus Schwab, I said, go jump off a cliff, and I immediately got censored. I mean, they locked me out, and this was on Twitter, and I was like, wow, really? <laughs> they said they they did that because so I had to go in and remove the post and they said they did that because I was implying for someone to commit suicide. Mm, I was like, wow. I've literally had Antifa members tell me uh, that they're going to kill me and I should try Uh, outrunning their knives. And uh, you report those people and like nothing happens or it takes six months for them to get, for that that person to be taken down. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Turning, bringing it all back around as proof. Just so you know, Oliver Anthony has thirty-five thousand point two, thirty-five point two thousand followers in nine days to yeah. match your uh, thirty-five or however many you got. And uh, trust me, I have less than and that. I've had Rumble for about three years at least. Wow. So you've had Rumble for three years. You have. 37 followers. I'm pretty sure I follow you. Oliver Anthony has existed in the universe of the Internet, from what I can tell, for nine, ten days, and he already has 35.2 thousand followers. Um, so I, I just hope when he's singing a song next week telling people to, to mask up and get a jab that they won't listen to him like they listened to Trump when he said, uh, the, the vaccine's the best thing ever. It's the best yeah. thing ever created. 
Operation War Speed. We wouldn't have this yeah. amazing cure if it wasn't for me. I just hope they don't listen to that nonsense. Jeez. Oh. You're well, actually, we'll you know Maybe what? Uh, the, that could be yeah. an alternate reason as to why he's popular. The, the globalist could be trying to capture that hot new voice that'll that will push the new narrative. So maybe yeah. What if he? Maybe it is an ulterior motive. That's my. That's what I'm thinking. It's like. They realize I don't think it's a... him. I don't think it's him per se. I think that mm. there there's a lot of wolves out there that think that they can they can uh grab him and and do what they need to. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know though. I, it could be him. Like Homie just played this country club in North Carolina. It's his second show since he blew up. I, I'm following this like obsessively. Um, I know because it just makes no sense to me as somebody that has been on the front lines of both music and like music that kind of pushes the limits of like speaking out against the narrative. It just speaks, it it means a lot to me. So um, seeing the guy play two shows since he blew up one in a farmer's market. Okay. That seems mundane and banal and like normal. And then the second one at like some country club and the country club one, which was this last weekend, he literally like walks in with like a security detail, <laughs> like, like who does that, dude? Like who does? And like, <laughs> sure, you can make the, you can make the argument like, well, he just blew up. He became like the number one person, you know, singer in the world. And I'm like, but yeah, but like nine days ago, he was a farmer living in a camper they bought for eight hundred dollars off Craigslist on, you know, living off the grid, and now he's got like these. Uh, Secret Service looking dudes providing security for him. Like, have you seen that video of him walking up to that show proof? It's insane. No. Like, he's walking his dogs, but he's got these big-ass, like, pardon my French, these big dudes that look like Marines. They look like the people that, like, when, like, Steven Crowder goes out to do, like, uh, Change My Mind, like how he has, like, those big dudes that, you know, are, like, you know, they're concealed carrying and, the, like, they're there to, like, mess somebody up if they get out of line. He walks up to the show with dudes like that, like, surrounded by him. It's like yeah, that nine days ago, you sense. didn't even have a career. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I, I'm just telling you. Yeah, nobody knows who he is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, but, that, but yeah. check this out, Chris, Christine. The farmer's market that he played after – this was four days after the song blew up. Apparently, 12,000 people showed up to this farmer's market. What? What is going oh, on? No. I, don't, I don't know what we're wearing anymore. I don't know what's going on. Uh, I don't buy that. That's just, that just doesn't make any sense. I don't buy it either. And But if you look at his stuff, and, and like a lot of the things that he says, and he's making these videos – you know, basically saying like, hey, you know, the internet's dividing people. He 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 says a lot of things that are really true, and I'm buying it. But that's kind of like that was like the Trump thing, right? Trump was saying a lot of things, yeah, that were true. Like the news is fake, mainstream media is lying. Yes. You know, uh, uh, um, uncontrolled, unbridled illegal immigration is creating all these, you know, societal harms. Like, Trump did say a lot of things that were true. Um, ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine were good, <laughs> could could be yeah. helpful for a respiratory virus. But it's like 
But then he d- does all these horrible things or says, like, Anthony Fauci's a great person. He shakes Klaus yeah. Schwab's <laughs> hand and, and he, you know, he promotes Operation Warp Speed. And he, be, he he's basically Pfizer salesman of the year. Mm. So that's my that's what I think is going to happen with uh, Oliver Anthony. I think he's fake. I think he's the Fed. I think he's on the CIA payroll. Uh, if this ages really poorly in a couple of months, I'll own up to it. I'll come back on the show and I'll be like, I was wrong. Maybe I was just jelly. Maybe I was envious. Um, the dude's like legit and the real deal. But I just have serious concerns about about I'm, everybody I'm buying. I'm somewhere drugs. very in between that. Thank yeah. y'all. I'll have a feeling once I watch, once I listen and watch him. Well, so just to be clear, my my thought is he's an average talent, and uh, and some wolves are out there giving him the royal treatment. So so they might be able to use him for for a, a future uh, endeavor. And I'll I'll leave it there. Yeah, and mm-hmm. and my thing is I I if I was going to guess I feel like he's more part of something like he is not just a normal dude, um, like like all the press about him over the past nine days. I mean it's only really it's been less than two weeks. All the press about him like repeats the same thing, and it and to me as a musician that has released albums independently. When you when you release a record or release something new, you write a press release or you work with a publicist to yeah. to write up a press release, and then you send it out to media outlets. And a lot of time, the media outlets just reprints your press release. And I used to think this that was bad, you know, that was like they're not even listening to my album; they're just they're just regurgitating what I, what I sent them. And then my, this publicist I worked with said, "No, no, you're getting it all wrong." That is like this is our dream this way we control the narrative like we're creating the brand of what we want to put forth and when they just parrot it then we've won that's what we want we want them to just repeat the same thing that we put out and that's what i've seen with oliver anthony it's just like that's kind of what i but you're right though because i do the same thing with barefoot as legal press releases where i'll write it geared towards me so that it combats all mm-hmm. the negative stereotypes. Right. And then you'll see it like a lot of these things like Whiskey Riff and Country Rebel or and, and even like mainstream things have just like r- repeated what seems to be a press release. But why does a guy – why does an off-the-grid farmer have a press release? And I'm not, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with having a press release. I'm just saying we're, we're being it's lied to. Soon. And it might be – it's too soon. It's too weird. And yeah. so I, I just – I fear – in my darkest of thoughts, I fear that, like, all the truther community and conservatives have lifted this guy up. And he's also alluded to mental health issues, this guy, publicly, saying that he never sought fame. He was only doing this to deal with his own depression and mental health. Well, on one level, like, that's very cool and very vulnerable of him. But it, on another level, what if that's laying down the foundation of, like, if in a month from now he becomes an active shooter and shoots up some mall or something? And then yeah. all the all the truthers and all the conservatives that lifted this guy up and made him the number one star in the world are all like, well, hey, guys, you basically lifted up uh, a racist mass shooter. 
shame on you. And it's like, um, and it says, it's a, you know, it's like a lesson to be like, don't ever lift up any fringe voice that's speaking out against the system again, because look how it ended this time. I'm not saying that's going to happen. I'm just saying that is a potential nefarious, horrible thing. Well, I don't, I don't think it would be him necessarily that would be doing this, but they could, they could use him for not him. They could use a song of his for a, a future active shooter and say, see, it's people like Oliver Anthony that are causing this. But they'll turn on I him. Could see it be, I could see it being him. Like, dude looks like one of the dudes that they planted at January 6th. Like, to me, he looks like a Fed, former, like, military. And, and once again, everyone out there listening to this, if I'm completely wrong, my apologies to Oliver Anthony. I'm just speculating. I have no proof about any of this. I'm just telling you the only thing I know is the mainstream media coverage of him and his rise to stardom does not seem organic to me, does not seem real, and we live in a time where everything is psyop after psyop. So I'm 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 very skeptical and cynical, and I see the darkest uh, possibility. And if I'm wrong, I hope I'm wrong, and I apologize, and I will acknowledge that. I will come so, back on. Uh, in I'm other so wrong in other it. related news, Brandon yes. is is uh, discussing. Uh, setting up a a press conference to be on on several media outlets to promote gene therapies. Oh, jeez! For the new wave of of this uh, oh. this variant that six people got. <laughs> oh, oh my goodness! Yeah, isn't, I mean, isn't I, that I, odd? <laughs> they come up with the yeah the injections what a week after. Uh, the variant. Yeah, here's here's what I don't understand. Wake up. So August 16th, they come out with this strain. August mm-hmm. 17th, <laughs> they tell all the TSA people and whatnot that they're going to have a, a a worldwide pandemic. On August 18th, they announce that they already have a gene therapy for it, and it'll be out September 10th. How did well, they that, already the have thing. a gene therapy ready to go? They don't. 48 hours after they allegedly caught go. this virus. Yeah. Well, they don't, but we, we know, yeah. but, but they did, you know, they laid the groundwork of that narrative with the mRNA vaccines. You know, that was the whole thing. Like we were saying, like, how could they have a vaccine for this novel virus um, that they developed within a few months? when every other vaccine has taken years to develop. And they were like, it's mRNA, and it's, you know, cutting-edge technology. And now this is 48 change, hours, you know, though. I understand well, a few months is like nothing, but 48 hours, uh, I don't care uh, if people are working nonstop around the clock and smoking cocaine and meth to stay awake. 48 hours is not even two of the two or three months that they originally said it to fix covid yeah, but but now they'll say all they need to do is uh, you know recognize the the strands, the genetic composition, and then they can just plug that into the mRNA. That's all it takes. So like they'll tell you, I mean they could tell you it'll take two hours now. All they have to do is look at the thing under a microscope. I mean, Grant, this is in their world. I believe it's this is all fake, but you know their their narrative, their position is. 
now that they have this mRNA technology where they can just plug this stuff in like a computer code, all they need is the code. All they need to know is like, you know, this, you know, like HTML. Like you write this code and it makes the color brown and it makes a, a banner image on a website. Well, we just have this and this will create the thing, the spike protein of this new strand and it'll make your body recognize that. So they laid down that groundwork all with COVIDs, with, with the scandemic. I just, you know, these people are just so, the people that just keep getting the, you know, the injections, they're just, they're gone. I don't know what to yeah. do to save these people. They're so Not far the, yeah. um, committed. Yeah. It's like a cult, you know. You, you can't stop the people at Jonestown. The people that were that committed that were going to drink the Kool-Aid, they're going to drink the Kool-Aid. There's That's nothing you correct. could do. You could have slapped the, the Kool-Aid out of their hands. They would have run back to the punch bowl. Yeah. Yeah. That's very true. And that's where we're Even, at with, and, this, with these yeah. people. And, I mean, the, the truth, you guys, I mean, you people don't know the truth because you really have to do some research to find it out. When you, like, when you really dig in and you realize that they've been making these, they've been – you know, trying to come up with these type of injections since, was it the 90s? Um, I had to go back and get my dates right. But, mm-hmm. you know, these are not new. They've been doing this forever. They've just never successfully had one, and they still haven't. And this is the problem. So now they're coming out saying with this new, you know, for the new variant, but what they're not saying is they're not saying it's going to, like, be the cure-all or, or actually keep people from getting it. They're just talking about, they're putting the fear out there, oh, well, we know the new variant, and we've got a, you know, injection that you need to get. But, you know, we know it's not going to do anything. It's just going to hurt people. So are they, let's, let's wait and see what wording Biden says, because if he again says, you know, it's going to stop the transmission or, keep you from getting sick he is bold-faced lying i have a feeling christina that over the weekend uh i think the wiretap will be making a new commercial for the new covid gene therapy wink wink <laughs> good you know okay. it, it, re- it reminds me of uh this george or- orwell quote i think it comes from uh 1984 but it's that the war is not meant to be won. It is meant to be continuous. And that, yep. that's what COVID is. It's not, there's never going to be the end of COVID. It's always some new strand, some new strain. You got to have some new injection. We, and we started seeing the, the groundwork of that with um, the war on terror, right? It wasn't like it was 9-11 and then there was like the war on terror. And then there was, uh, you know, Osama bin Laden and Al-Qaeda, and then it was ISIS, and then it was this, and it was that, and then it was like, it could be anywhere. And then they, they just took that framework. They even used, I don't know if y'all remember, I mean, I know you probably do, but the color coding system, you know, of like threat level orange, threat level red. Right. They, they use that yeah. same system with COVID that they established for uh, 9-11 and for Islamic terrorism. And it was a blank check for war. It was a blank check for war in the Middle East. And now this is a blank check war against us. And the war isn't meant to be won. 
the, the war is meant to be continuous. Um, but I'm telling you, it's just so much of it is like it, it, it's cliche to say, and, and many people have said it over the past few years, but we're in a spiritual war. And you just can't let, can't let these people bring you down to that low frequency, that mm-hmm. low vibration. We are not yeah. going to – they're not locking us down. I mean, you just got to make that commitment, you know. It's just like when you work at a crappy job and you're like, I'm not going to let them talk to me like that anymore. And if they talk to me like that, I'm going to quit. And that's the attitude you got to have. Mm-hmm. You, you're, you, we're not putting a mask on. We're not locking down. We're not shutting down our churches. And if they try to do that, we're going to stand up and we're, and we're going to speak out and we're going to push back and we're going to fight back with every means necessary. Um, and on that note, it has been a pleasure being on the show as always. But it's, yeah, I didn't even ask you what time you were staying until I just uh, figured we'd roll with it. Yeah, it's getting. It, uh, I roll with it. It's getting close to my bedtime. I'm here. Hey, on the uh, coast, so. if you can just give me like two minutes here, uh, I'm not leaving. But I sure, just uh, at eight o'clock, I have to check my blood sugar. I, I check my my blood sugar at eight thirty and eight thirty, or eight between eight and eight thirty on the AM and the PM. So let me just do business real quick here, if you can just hang out for a quick second. <laughs> Absolutely. Do business. Me and Christine will talk. Christine, where yeah. are you from? Where do you live? Well, I'm in Missouri. So fortunately for me, I'm in a good state as far as um, – and I'm in, a, I'm in a college town. So I'm in um, – do you know – have you ever heard of, heard of um, Cape Girardeau, Missouri, Southeast Missouri State University? I have not, but um, okay. I'm I'll take your word miles, for it. Yeah, I'm 90 miles south of St. Louis on the Mississippi. So okay. um, we've got about 40,000 people, and um, so it's a small enough town. I mean, you know, we're good size, but there's a lot of free-thinking people here, but there were, there were a lot of people that complied, too. They were just so scared. I mean, that's that's what floors me is is how many people walk in fear um but i you know when you said it's a college town so is it very uh-huh. leftist and and woke oh yes well the college yeah. part was and, and i got so mad because they were given incentives you know to the college students they said mm-hmm. if we get everyone to get in here and get the injection we'll let you out of you know we'll let you out early or something. I mean, so, you know, they were just pushing these kids to get those shots. And, I mean, anytime they would walk in my store, I would I would talk to them. And I'm like, you know, so what do you guys think about this? You know, are you going to mm-hmm. do it? And, and I would say the majority of the time, people were like, no. They were, they were like me. Yeah. So... And you're talking about college kids. Yeah, the college kids um, and and adults, just adults in general, too. Um, yeah. Because I don't have that many college kids that come in. I have a few. But I just, we've been so highly censored, all of us, on, you know, everything. I think there's so many of us. I think there's a lot more of us than any of us might think. So they just, they don't want us all, you know, they don't want us connecting. So it's just, but, but you know, the the dark side of this, they don't have what we have. And so I don't have any fear. I mean, 
but I, you know, you can't just make somebody feel that way. And that's like you said, you, you know, it, it takes elevation and, you know, you've got to get to that point in your life to where you don't like even fear, you don't fear dying and you don't want to die, but yeah. you don't fear it, you know, just part yeah, of I mean, that, that, that is the thing. It's like, um, I don't know. I feel like when, you, when once you go through certain hardships, you just realize yeah. that, you know, life is short, life's fleeting, and I'm not going to, you know, why spend that time living in fear? And I, I, I see it all the time. It, it, like, even beyond the, the heavy stuff like COVID and lockdowns and terrorism and the, you know, the, the government and tyranny and oppression and all that, but just simple things like people will be afraid that they don't have enough in their savings. You know, they freak out. Yeah. And uh, yeah. they're they're they don't they're not com- they're not contributing enough to their four hundred one k. Like yeah. just all kinds of things. People will find anything to be afraid of and to be uneasy yeah. about. And and, and to me, it's just it, it it's like they've been conditioned to just be like this. Yeah. You know, to be always feeling like there's this void in them that they need to fill with money and possessions and in yep. some fake security. Yeah. I mean, I, I have, yeah, people, I've got a, some friends and they're, you know, they're astonished all the time that, you know, I'm talking about, well, I, I really don't know if I'm going to be able to keep my business open. I really might have to close it. And they're like, mm-hmm. why are you so calm? You know, why aren't you, you know, you act like it's, it's no big deal. I'm like, it's not. I'm like, if I have to close it, I close it, and I move on, <laughs> you know? By the way, I was done. I'm, I'm, I'm just letting you two talk because I, I couldn't <laughs> believe it. Oh, no, like, no worries. We were having a moment. Yeah. I know. That's okay. I, uh, that, that's why Christina keeps coming back for more. <laughs> uh, yeah. He talked me into doing something I didn't even know I could do. I was like. Uh, it's 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 fun though. I um I enjoy it. I just uh, wish I had How many more days time. A week to, are you co-hosting? Oh, just just. just sorry, one. that's my cat screaming in the background. <laughs> oh, we have just a cat one. in here, Harry. He's just sitting here waiting for me to finish up. <laughs> yeah, that, that's my cat screaming. So anyway, well, well, thank you all so much for having me. Um, it, it, you know, uh, it, it, it's Christina or Christine? Christina. Christina. Well, it has been a pleasure yeah. speaking with you and, and, and meeting you. And you as well. I hope we, I, I hope we get to talk again. Um, if you're on Facebook, you can find me uh, on my, my Kilgore Rand uh, page and my band's Faithless Sound. Um, Proof, always a pleasure, man. It's always an honor to be here, and uh, I always enjoy our conversations. So um, thanks for having me, as always, and I look forward well, to the next time. it's always nice to talk to people who are like-minded, and you'd probably hang out together if we were uh, if we were closer together. Yes. Yeah, man, yeah, I'm going to well, hit you up next time yeah. I'm in Vegas. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you so much, Gilgore, and uh, maybe I can have you on in September or October. Yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, we'll, we'll make that happen, so. Y'all stay right. fearless, and uh, well, you know we'll, we'll talk soon. And do not comply. The lockdown, <laughs> all this nonsense, it's not going to happen. We're not going to let it happen. It's oh, just yeah. like Plug a mental. Plug your website thing. real quick. 
Oh, yeah, and- visit idonotcomply.org. You know, if there's any nonsense of lockdowns or mask mandates or any of that stuff, we are going to try to fight it at every turn. Um, so you can connect with us there at idonotcomply.org. Um, and, uh, and Broccoli Man like has said, given you some shout-outs over the last couple of years. Thanks, Broccoli Man. I appreciate you. All right, y'all. <laughs> All right. Have, have a good, Thank you. Bye. Have a good night. We'll Bye, see you Shabar. soon. All right. Have a good evening. Bye. Bye-bye. All right. So uh, okay. where are we now? We could play your um, Russell Means clip, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I just, I think it's, um, and I don't know if you want to save it for the end or when you want to play it, but no, I just think it's really good. Um, it's short, but it's it's just so spot on. So, yeah, no, that's fine. I got some stuff I wanted to play anyway, so that's fine. Okay. And I have a Jesse Woodrow clip, who's one of my longtime uh, friends. We We started in truth together at about the same time. Uh, Jesse was an actor on the show Charmed, and then he got into Truth News at the same time I did. And he comes on here maybe once a year. It's time for him to come in again. So I'll uh, I'll reach out, but I want to play his clip. But I want to play your Russell Means first. Okay. You know, the American people for too long have been an irresponsible free people. And even generation to generation has it become less free. They don't recognize it. They have lost the ability of critical thought. In order to regain critical thought, all you have to do is read your constitution and then look at the laws that govern you especially from the federal perspective. It's unconscionable to allow your freedoms to be taken away decade after decade after decade, year after year. And I'm very proud of this, by the way. My nation, the Lakota, were the first nation to militarily defeat the United States of America on the field of battle. And that resulted in the 1868 Sioux Treaty. Be that as it may, what has happened after they economically forced us into these prisoner war camps by destroying our food supply and our our right of passage in our own land, they confined us to these and then they began practicing and perfecting their colonial tactics. What has happened is now America, because of the irresponsibility of your forebearers and the irresponsibility of yourselves, you are now on one huge Indian reservation. All policies, all policies were bred and born and birthed on on an Indian reservation and then exported to the world and now comes, comes back on the backs of the American people. You have a near perfect document. In the words of Benjamin Franklin in 1744 to a collection of colonists 
discussing freedom, he said to them, and I quote, If the nation to the north can form a near-perfect union that has endured for centuries, why cannot we form a more perfect union? Unquote. So they're talking about the Iroquois Confederacy, and that's where the Constitution comes from. Because in 1988, on the eve of the 200-year anniversary of uh, the Constitution, it was a unanimous thank you by the Congress of the United States. They sent in writing to the Six Nations Iroquois Confederacy, thanking them for the input into the Constitution and the formation of the United States of America. So you see, the Constitution is Indian law, and that's why I love it. You know, beginning in the 1840s, they start stripping away your freedoms by developing the corporation. You know, a piece of paper. A piece of paper. And then in, in the 1870s, of course, during Lincoln, when they declared martial law, and even after they, they ceased civil war, martial law continued on for another three or four years when it was no need to. But in the 1870s, that's when Congress started giving the banks the right to rule. And of course, you go on to 1913 and the beginning of the 20th century, that's when they, they officially gave away the power of our economy to the banks. You know? They can print the money for us. According to our Constitution, you should never allow, the people should never allow their money to be printed by someone else. Hello? So the, the history of the Indian and the history of the American have now come full circle and were intertwined in the dictatorial policies of those that control the monetary system of America. And they have done such a bad job of it that they're destroying themselves. It's ludicrous at best. Welcome to the reservation. But the reason we've become this so materially uh, minded is because Americans don't have a culture. They left their cultures behind. And you see, culture is about values. And if you have value, you have culture. And it's been proven from empire to empire that when you allow your human right, your individual rights to be usurped, that's when empire grows and, and could care less. question that you and I ask. They, they had the same thing. Hey, yo, buddy, 
when are you coming back, bro? We, 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 when are you coming back? What will be the signs of the times, signs of the end of the world? What? How do we know you're coming back? And he said, beware. And he said to look out for the times and the seasons. Jesus taught us that the prophecies of the Bible are important to understand. And he said that you must know the times and the seasons. So that's number one. Number two, uh, and I have it written down here. I went over these uh, earlier and I thought, man, there's five reasons why. Number two, uh, inside prophecy tells us uh, of the overall plan of God. In the future, we are going to have kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We have the kingdom of God that will be coming to the earth. God will set up his rule and reign because we've learned that man cannot rule themselves. Look at us right now. We can't do it. We'll never be able to do it. But Jesus, as the Lord of lords, the King of kings, he can rule. He will reign on this earth for a thousand years. And so that's the ultimate plan of God, and that Jesus Christ is coming back for his church, for a people called by his name. That's why you got to be baptized in Jesus' name, filled with the Holy Ghost, with evidence of speaking in other tongues, because you need to be involved in the rapture. You need to be involved in the kingdom of God, and to do that, you must be uh, baptized in Jesus' name. Number three, the end-time prophecies uh, will shape how we live, respond, and react to the politics of this world. For instance, let's just throw one out there. The Bible says there's going to be a mark of the beast. There's going to be a mark in your right hand or in your forehead. And without that mark, you will not be able to buy or sell. And so there's going to be a financial ultimatum coming immediately in our future. It's not here yet. But you're going to have to pledge allegiance to, uh, have uh, some kind of uh, 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 you know, cooperation financially. It's going to be a financial ultimatum with the world, with uh, the Antichrist. And the Bible calls it the mark of the beast. And so uh, if you don't understand that, if you don't know that's coming down the pike, and it could be you know, very soon, the next couple of years, if you're just saying, hey, who cares about the future? I, I'm not going to look into the prophecies of the Bible. It's possible that you will actually take the mark of the beast because you don't even know the prophecies of the Bible. We have to know the prophecies of the Bible and the signposts that come. We have to be aware of what's happening right in the future. The end-time prophecies are the key to our future. Uh, number four, almost 30% of the Bible is predictive. A quarter of the Bible is, is prophetic. We, 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 we have a, a quarter of the Bible that is filled with predictive or prophetic uh, 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 scriptures. And so are we just, just to ignore those? Oh, because prophecy is not important. Uh, hogwash, if that's even a word in 2023. Can you say that? I wonder if you can say it. I don't believe that we should ignore the prophecies of the Bible and just turn our eyes off to the future. Uh, and the number fifth thing, can you imagine... Jesus rides in as the Mashiach to uh, the city of Jerusalem on a donkey, uh, and, and, and there was uh, a predictive scriptures. There were prophetic scriptures about that. Can you imagine if we would have ignored those scriptures and said, hey, it's in the future, just worry about now, that's all we got to worry about. Would we have missed the Messiah? Would we have missed the Messiah if we ignored the prophetic verses of, the, of that day? Would we have missed the Messiah the first time? 
my challenge to you is, if you missed the prophetic scriptures of the first coming, uh, because you thought it wasn't important to, to know that the donkey, the guy's going to ride in on a donkey in Jerusalem, that he's going to come from Judea, so he's going to come from, you know, he, 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 all this stuff. Is it possible that we could miss the second coming of Jesus Christ because we're not in tune? We are not aware of the times and the seasons. We are not aware of the signposts. We are not aware of the things that are going to happen uh, immediately before the second coming of Jesus Christ. Daniel chapter 11. Let me read it to you. Verse 32 through 33. I'm going to read it to you. i got my Bible. And such as do wickedly against the covenant shall he corrupt by flatteries. But the people that do know their God, come on, that's you and I shall be strong and do exploits. And they that understand amongst the people shall instruct many. So we have an indication here that God is calling us to understand the prophecies of the Bible, to know what's going to happen in the, in the future, to know what's going to happen before it happens, so that when it happens, the unbelievers will say, you are from God. That came from God. You only knew that was going to happen because you pay attention to the scriptures. There's a little key uh, part of the second part of that verse. Yet they shall fall by the sword and by flame and ca by captivity and by spoil many days. So it looks like there is some trouble in the future for people who are called by his name. We understand that the attack will be on Christians. We understand that Jesus' name uh, will be fought uh, against much like the first church five reasons why we must not ignore the prophecies of the bible but look straight ahead and understand the times and the seasons we live in power is knowledge and the lack of it is death i love you i thought you would like that there yeah i did i did so Boy, I just, um, I hope when these things start happening, I I hope that, I hope Kilgore was right, that, you know, people aren't going to, aren't going to do it. Won't that be a slap in the face to Biden? I mean, that's, that's what needs to happen. I mean, if people... Yeah, I... if, I don't know. I think in the big cities that they will comply. I think yeah. it's the, the mid-range cities where yeah. it'll be won or lost. Yeah. I'll be curious to see, that's for sure. Curious, curious, but oh, I don't know. I, you know, I keep on trying to figure out, it's like, how did how did people become so divided? I mean, can we ever get back? I mean, I don't know. I'm like, what could you reunite us all? So, but I, I don't know the answer to that. Not with, I, you know, I, I still, I think maybe the, the worst thing that we ever created was I mean the, the phone in itself the cell phone was okay before um, like the iPhone and stuff when they were just you know just phones used for communication and stuff 
cell phones like we have these days, all the smart stuff, the worst, worst thing ever, just because of, especially of what it's doing to our kids. I mean, I think that it's causing so much harm to the kids because, you know, they're younger and younger, they're starting to get on them and I think it's messing with their learning. It just keeps their attention away from, you know, reality. And it's scary. I'm afraid I'm afraid of what it's gonna cause. I think my my kids were probably the last generation of kids that didn't have them. And they're 30 and 35. So, I guess it was, trying to think of how many years ago maybe that it would have been when those phones started getting into every, well, and they're still not in every kid's hand because not, not all of them can afford it, but most of them find it some way. I don't know. Do you feel the same? Uh, it's hard to say. I, I don't know which direction I go. Yeah. Well. Oh. Um, did you? What was? Oh, did you hear that Glenn Beck got wiped from the iPhone for his podcast? He Apple got wives from the iPhones. What are you talking about? He got wiped. Yeah, Apple Play uh, removed all of his content, and then yeah. and then they told him it was a mistake, and they uploaded nineteen hundred oh. of his thirty-five hundred episodes or something back. Ah, so they did. So they so gave they about half his stuff back. <laughs> about half of it. Ay ay ay. I know they did that to Doctor Morse. They took down a bunch of his videos, and oh. I mean, it's just, it's, um, the real criminals, like, have no, <laughs> no law enforcement, you know? Seems like they just do whatever they want. So, and then I heard that, um, so, and I, I've got to go back and watch this. So Trump is not going to do the debate now. No, of course not. I wouldn't. Okay. And I think you're saying it's, it's a good, well, yeah, because you're saying he doesn't need the, he's already winning by so much. He doesn't uh, need to, he's right? He's pulling at 62%. That, that's more than everybody else combined. And, uh, and it's on a, a Fox debate stage where they've already announced that that their goal is to destroy Trump. And so they're putting people like Chris Christie and Mike Pence up there and Asa Hutchinson, who who they think can do uh, some damage to Trump. That That's their only – they're not even credible candidates, but they think that they can get those type of people to come in and do the dirty work that the media can't. Yeah. Well, I, um, I've listened to Vivek a lot more. And, I mean, God, he's saying all the right things. 
But he's saying too many right things to me, and I'm not I saying know. he's bad. But it no, seems I like know. too perfect. That's that's my yes. I was listening to him and I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. I'm like, this is just too good to be true. So I mean, granted, he's not the president yet, but it's just yeah. But the thing is, is that as a 37 year old who is younger than us and he's the youngest of the candidates that, and he doesn't have the baggage that a lot of these other people have. Um, yeah, we don't really know starts. his background yeah. that well. And people that right. are younger than us, they've already woken up to a lot of the facts. So I, I think his heart is in the right place. I can't disagree yeah. with what he's saying. Um, no. But uh, if I if I could not vote for Trump, he would be my choice. But uh, yeah. that that's not going to happen. Yeah, I mean, I still don't even. Is DeSantis? Is he like talking anywhere yet, or is he not doing much? Uh, yeah, but when he goes to do events, there's people that are Trump, 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 Trump. Oh boy! <laughs> so he's getting drowned out at his at his own events. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah, I uh, I don't know what to think about the Trump thing. I just really don't. I mean, it's, but he's had a couple things I thought go his way. So. Um, well, I, I feel oh, compelled to, to give Trump the benefit of the doubt. He yeah. did. He did have a good, successful presidency. Whether or not the yeah. mainstream media wants to admit it or not, uh, I'm not. I'm not yeah. wavering off that at this point. No, I just wish DeSantis didn't take that George Soros slash Bush slash Dick Cheney money. Yeah. Because as soon as yeah. he did that, his popularity went way down. Oh sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, what else was I going to mention? It just escaped me. Um, Sorry, I tried to shut up as soon as I could, but I had to get my point out. <laughs> that was, I'm sorry, I'm going back. Um, oh, CNN, did you see where they actually admitted that Biden lied? Yes, and that Trump was right on something. Yes, what is up with that? I was shocked. <laughs> that was so funny. But uh that was that was very interesting. But I still I when you watch CNN all those people, I mean it's hilarious to me how they were who oh, I watched the interview with um one of them that interviewed Vivek and he was really trying to trip him up about Trump. And the yeah. guy couldn't do it. It was great. It was great. So, but, uh, and did you hear about how supposedly uh, Disney, they may be trying to make Mickey, uh, like, gay and, and have him go through all this stuff that they're trying to shove down our throats? You'll have to send me a link on that. Okay. I'll have to find it again, but um, uh, if uh, Disney hasn't learned their lesson yet, I, I guess why not? Then maybe 
maybe Disney wants to be Bud Lighted even more. Yeah. No, it's true. I mean, because Disney, their business has gone down drastically. And it's, it's. I'm thinking, what are they, what are they doing? <laughs> yeah, you're right. If they do that, it's, it's really going to hurt. That's for sure. So what, Mickey's going to divorce Minnie now and, uh, and just be gay? Yeah, I've got to find that article, Doc, on it. Um, oh, I bet it was Natural News. I think oh. that's where I saw it. I'll have to go look it up again. But, yeah, I just, um, the the thing about the post, how, you know, we were, you were, you shared that post about what's coming up and people were questioning it. It's like, that's, that's been the whole problem with this thing. It's people think that people in credible positions are telling the truth and they're not. It's the white coat syndrome. I mean, people got to wake oh, I, up. Yeah, I guess you saw in uh, one of your posts, I, I, I got into a, a couple of people. <laughs> that was fine. Yeah, I mean, I just, it's. it's I, I'm, I'm not going to call people stupid or anything like that, but I'll, right. I'll make, I'll, I'll have it pointed so that they'll, they'll, yes. they'll feel like I'm calling them a moron, even though I'm not. <laughs> right. Right. No, like when they I... say, can, can you give me a link to this when uh-huh. every alternative news outlet is, is telling you that COVID is coming back? And yeah. uh, is there a link? It's like, well, you have the same Internet as I do. Right. And it's like, if you, if, yeah, if it's coming back and you don't think they're going to try to comply, I mean, seriously, I mean, or try to do the mandates. We know that's going to happen. Especially, I mean, Biden loves that crap. I mean, that's just, and I, I really do think um, there's a lot going on with Maui, but that's going to, that's actually going to, I think, go really wrong for them. If they try to do a land grab there, that's going to really expose them. So I'm like, you know, yeah, let him let him go ahead and try it. That's maybe what needs to happen, and then finally people will realize what's going on because that's going to go down in history as one of the oh, most horrific, just reckless situations ever. That should have never happened. I mean, it just, uh, like I said, it still makes no sense. I I, um, I still continue to think about our military, and I just get so frustrated. And I'm, I'm like, who's really in charge? Is, is the president supposed to be in charge? Is he the top guy in the military or no? What? I kind of always here. thought, oh. I was just, even though I haven't been allowed to post anything for uh, a day and a half, now I just got a restriction for five days on Spybook. Oh, no. I didn't even share a link, so why? Okay. 
good grief. And I can't even fight it. um, On Facebook? Yeah. So they censored you? I guess I just got a pop-up that says I'm now restricted for five days. Well, son of a gun. So I'll have to, uh, all right, I, I have a, I have a. Maybe. It went, did they say which post it was? No, of course not. Uh, good grief. So stupid. Oh, now it says 25 hours. So. All right, I'll let it go for now. I guess it's like a slot machine. I, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's quite hilarious. So, guys, I mean, they they get these thrills on having a. It's just crazy. Know. They they uh, we keep using it. And they—it's the only industry where they could treat their 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 customer base like total crap. Yeah, yeah. I know. I just—I look forward to the day when I can just maybe give it up, you know. But it's like we still can share a lot and 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 get messages and stuff out. But oh, it would just be so wonderful for couple days for like everyone to just drop off of it and see what happens well i don't think everybody should drop off of it i i i would rather see mark zuckerberg drop off it and let someone like an elon well, musk buy it that's true <laughs> yeah but then when i got centered on there the other day i was like what ah i was so mad i was like come on and that was immediate. Couldn't believe how quick it was. But I removed it, and they put me back on. Yeah, I can't even post like uh, there's a picture of baby food on somebody's Facebook wall. I just tried to share that. I can't. I can't share pictures. I can only write stuff. Jeez. <laughs> uh, So, but they're letting you type and post. Yeah, I could, I could type, and that's about it. Okay, I can remember when I was restricted, really bad. You couldn't even respond to people's posts. It was not so. So how I, I can't believe that, well, they kind of blew it out of proportion, I guess, the California thing, the storm. Well, they didn't know, I, mean, I guess. Yeah. I guess they were just being very cautious. Better to be safe in those situations. So but, did you see that the New York hospital, New York State hospitals are, are requiring scams again? Oh, my gosh. Did they ever stop? 
for about three months, maybe. Well, because I will tell you, my mom. Let's see, when was it? Back in January. So, well. I don't know if it was then. I thought it was sure everything had been dropped. My mom had to go back up in St. Louis. It was uh, one of the Mercy hospitals. And she had to go in for something. And her and I both walked in the hospital. And we're not even, we didn't even think about anybody still requiring a mask. And a lady, you know, we were walking around in there and she saw us and she came up and said, you guys need to go get those masks. You need to put on your mask. Everyone in the hospital has to wear the mask still. And I was like, no. And she's like, I'm a nurse. Yes, you do. And like, oh, Lord. So, so I don't know. I think some of them still do. I think it just depends on where you are. But then again, I think it's just some people, you know. I mean, I just don't get it. It's like, obviously, they don't teach. They don't teach health in medical schools, honestly. I mean, for somebody taking A&P, you would know that freaking covering up your face and breathing like that is not good. It's not healthy. So. Uh, I think they just brainwash people these days, a lot of them, in med school. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's there's great surgeons and doctors and stuff, but uh, there's um, getting to be fewer and fewer all the time. I One of my customers, and she she actually got an attorney, and she's going after them, thank God. But she had gone through, you know, she had had some other kind of cancer, had gone through chemo and stuff. Well, when she got done, a little spot popped up on her lower leg. And it was just a little spot, you know, the size of a pea. Well, they tested it, and it was melanoma. Mm. And instead of just cutting it off, that little spot, instead of just cutting it off and ending it right there, they told her, oh, no, we're going to do these new treatments on you. So they're doing, I think, radiation and something else on her. Well, the thing doesn't get better. It turns into a nasty sore ulcer and just keeps getting bigger. And so it eventually ended up eating away a lot of her leg. So then they had to do surgery, and they literally – like had they maimed her whole leg because they had to take muscle from the top of her leg and move it down there to replace what they had to remove. I mean, it is just, it's awful. And this is modern day medicine. It's like, we're all just guinea pigs. So, but, uh, but she's got even other doctors and a lot of people on her side saying, yeah, that thing should have just, been cut off from the very beginning. So, but these other two doctors, they were, you know, playing around. So, but it, but there again, you know, people have 
to start not being intimidated and and not just trusting people blindly. I mean, you just can't do it these days. And so many do. So many still trust the white folks. And I just, I don't much. They just prove to me every single day, more and more, that all they know how to do is prescribe medicine. So here's something different that I wanted to get off my board today. So Neil deGrasse Tyson says it's weird that men and uh, males and females are different, and why are we differentiating them in sports? I have to admit, though, that I find I find it a little weird that there's men's and women's chess. Just like I don't think there should be men's and women's Scrabble tournaments. Well, no. I mean, that's just, no, I don't think there's a difference in the, yeah, the mental part. I mean, yeah, no, that doesn't make any sense. I mean, physically... You know, physically, we know there's a difference. So a physical sport, yeah, it makes sense. But, yeah, chess and travel, no, that makes no sense. That makes no sense. Because that would almost mean in school that, you know, girls need to have their own tests and guys need to have theirs or whatever. So... I, did, I guess I didn't realize there were separations in chess. I just thought it was all one thing. Yeah, seriously, they they banned trans athletes in uh, in chess. <sighs> that makes no it's like sense. They, they can't do that for boxing, but they could do it for chess. And just like the um, what was it there? Whoever just won the women's. Um, weightlifting class thing. Yes. Come to find out, they were born a man. I'm just like really. So. So she is a he. Yeah, but it's liberal though. Yeah, this has got to stop. It's, I, it's like they're trying to erase women, to be honest. Well, they want to erase everybody, so they just, yeah, just like there's no reason in the world. If you want to say Aunt Jemima was a slave, I, I'm not going to argue it, but I don't believe it. But uh, I don't see anything wrong with Uncle Ben whatsoever. No, no. I don't see how no. being a restaurant owner is considered a bad thing. Yeah, no, it's, I mean, all that here, this university in my town is, is very liberal. I mean, most, most universities are, but they're, um, they used to have a Native American as their mascot and they changed it because, you know, they, and I still don't understand it. 
but they um, are no longer. Now they're Red Hawks or something like that. So, But I just I was in my hometown, which is very small, um, last week. And we are we were the Bismarck Indians. And I was proud to see that they are still the Indians. <laughs> it was like good. Okay. So they didn't change theirs. But you're talking about a town of 1,500 people. So, but at least, at least a lot of them have their heads on straight. So, sad. I, I, I hate what, what's happened to small town America. Oh, I understand and I, I feel the same. Yeah. But, but we made it through another three hours. Yes. And we're going to make it through the rest of whatever's thrown at us. Yes. So, thank you for uh, for being here tonight, Christina. Everybody else, I will be back tomorrow. So please support the other shows on the network. It's not just the negative show here. But until tomorrow, hold on to the handrail. Keep hope alive. Remember, only you. Forest fires. I am negative and I am. Negative.